DJ's doing jazz hands. There you go. Walter's doing jazz hands. I'm doing jazz hands. We are live. I hope you got your big girl panties on. Walter's got the belt fed. Getting belt fed panties on tonight. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We like those. We like those. Um, obviously, there goes DJ from Aries Firearms <laughs> Training. He's in the house. Bye. So what's going on, guys? Uh, this is episode three zero nine of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Tonight we're asking the question, is the Supreme Court 2A? We'll find out. We'll talk about some stuff. We're going to find out about them here. Uh, who knows? We might uh, we might be getting a new uh, Supreme Court justice here sometime in the future. Okay. Also, in the uh, second hour, we're going to have Rally for Our Rights Colorado joining us here live on the show. So get ready for that. It's Friday. Oh, look at that. DJ all of a sudden just grew up. He got old. Like, yeah, he got old. This is He's going to go from cute to this. Boom. <laughs> yeah, so of course we've got Trey from Mary's Firearms Training here, as well as Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms. The there belt's getting Walter. bigger. The belt's getting bigger. Yeah, okay, yeah. Walter's going to be doing work, multitasking. I got, news I, got, I got news for you, Hank. Tomorrow... I'm. I, this is a hundred rounds. I'm shooting. Everybody mm. else is on their own, linking their ammo. So. Oh, I gotta link my own ammo. That's I, I, yeah. That's right, Holmes. You gotta link your own. I gotta bleed my own blood. Oh, yeah. you ain't gonna bleed <laughs> no one makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> yeah, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> uh, if anyone knows what that reference is from, let us know. So you know, like I said, it's Friday. We're we're gonna be talking with these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Dodgeball. Yes, you got it right. We're also going to have the Colorado um, branch of Rally for Your Rights. Those guys are coming in the second half hour. We're going to talk about Second Amendment stuff going on. Um, I Shout out to Gunstreamer. I see Gunstreamer here in the chat. The folks from Gunstreamer are here. Um, by the way, I think, I think it's next week, Tuesday. The Gunstreamer guys are going to be here on the show. Big announcement coming up. Big announcement. Yep. I don't even know what it is, but I'm promoting it. Big announcement yes. coming up. Yes, there is a big announcement coming up. Um, they're going to be here. We're going to be doing the show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Then we're going to take a break to go out to SHOT Show. So, if you're not signed up for Gunstreamer already, get signed up now. What is that? What are we hearing in the background there? I have no idea. Okay, so <laughs> so let's see. That's what's going on here. I'm gonna try to shout out everyone in the in the chat right now. Please, guys, smash the thumbs ups. Okay, oh, yeah, we still we still need the thumbs to be smashed. Get the thumbs ups going. If you're not subscribed to us, hit that subscribe button. Also, while you're over there, ring the bell. That's how you get notified. Yes, that's what we're doing here. And if you're watching this later when these shows come up, you know, comment and all that kind of good stuff. The the uh, When we're doing the stream, the comments will be there, but it's also good for people to comment later on if you come in later and catch it and all of that. We appreciate that stuff. So uh, please do that. Uh, I see SoCal Gunner, Richard Hughes is here, Jade Groove, Michael Bender. Let's see who else do I see. Vanessa Kitty, Roland Alexander also. Um, Melondo. Yeah, let's see what happened. Uh, yeah, let's see what who else we have going on here. Uh, um, Psycho three sixteen is joining us already as well. Armament and axes. Rob Abis, uh, Jafari H also here. Let's see. I edit my sub MOA AK joining us as well. 
Um, Imposter is here as well. Walter's playing with some kind of knife in my peripheral vision. Some kind of knife? <laughs> it's your kind of knife. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, somebody's cracking up. Sounds like a helicopter landing. Yeah, no, it ain't no helicopter. You don't want that thing landing on you. Cracking up the stun gun. Uh, let's see who else here. Um, flopping garbage also here. DCG 44s. Uh, let's see who else. Lewis 1911. Kathleen Music Lover is joining us as well. Uh, CB's here. Um, uh, STL Storm Spotter. Larry hey, and Candace. Hey. What's up? Can I, show you my, can I show you my shirt? Yeah, what's on your shirt, DJ? Let's see. Hold on. Let me lock it on you. Let's see what's on your shirt. Ooh, Jurassic Park. I'll move over a little bit. Just move over a little bit. It looks like Jurassic Park, but something's blocking it. What's? I get it. Yeah. It's Jurassic. Oh. What is the other thing blocking the Jurassic Park? Uh, what oh, is it? It's a T-Rex. A T-Rex. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've heard that you cause more damage than a T-Rex, DJ. Is that true? That's what I've heard. <laughs> and your arms are also longer. Your arms are longer. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is T-Rex arms right here. Okay, uh, Larry and Candace are joining us. Uh, gun streamers, I said. Uh, Big Cliff is here. Richard Portella, DC2 Mega Boost, also joining us. Um Looks like we've got the uh, Colorado guys coming in, but we'll let them uh, come out here and get set up. Uh, Rafael Morales, Turbo 99 Miata, David B. Kills, Robert McRae here as well. Scamp 900. Bricks is here. Um, American Gun Chick says, hey, everyone. Uh, and let's see. American Gun Chick is, is in here as well. Let's see who else. James Miller. American Gun Chick should have come on the show since she, uh, she, yeah, she Walter, you were starring in American Gun Chick's video. You too, you too. Oh, yeah. You guys are big time now. Yeah. And baby yeah. Yeah, every, everybody can take that thing away then. Yeah. Yeah. Not all those going to be big famous movie stars. <laughs> yeah. Jason, um, okay, so we've got Jason coming in. I'm going to mute you guys for a second, Jason, just so because I know you guys are getting set up. Okay, so yeah. Um, Steven Zumwalt, shout out to everyone. So yeah, we were all starring. Babyface was in there. Yeah, he was very shocked to find himself in a in a music video. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about this, Walter? No, I I was like I was like I was watching. I was like, saying, hey, wait a minute, there I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, did you catch this video, Trey? Which one? I'm sorry, the Walter one. No, no. American Gun Chick. No, yeah. I did not catch it. Um, I, but I'll go check it out after we get done. Yeah. My computer's down, so I can't respond to anybody. So if you ask me a question, I don't respond. Don't don't be offended. Oh, no, that's okay. Um, American Gun Chick says she wanted to come on and premiere the video with us. You're welcome to come on anytime. That's fine by us. We've got yeah. uh, zero issues with that. Uh, yeah. You know, um, you're, you're also welcome to come on and just talk to us about the video. So, Jason, I see that you're getting set up. Oh, still loud, still loud. Okay. Are you guys set up there in the background, Jason? I'm I'm pretty much set up at the moment. Okay, cool. All right. So well, I think we're just waiting for Leslie. Okay, cool. All right. Do you know how to mute and unmute in case you have to? Hey, um, can, you doing here? Yeah. can I show you something? Sure. What do you want to show me? This is from Bass Finale. From where? 
Bastinelli makes uh, knives. Oh, Bastinelli. He gave oh, okay. a training knife. Yeah, that's literally a sword in your hands, DJ. That thing's bigger than you, DJ. I can't see. You got a whole. Oh, there we go. All right, there we go. Oh, yeah. Careful with that thing. Yeah, Careful. yeah. I like how you pull that out of there, out of that sheet with authority. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, that from Bastinelli. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, so listen. Let's. Uh, I, I don't know. Let's just quickly touch on the music video. I don't know who saw it out there. I think a, a couple of people saw it out there. I don't know what you guys thought of it. I, I thought it was cool. I thought it was kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've got no issues in there, you know? I mean. We're on good terms um, with a. Yeah. I've got I've got no problem with uh, with uh, anyone being in the gun world. I think the gun world is for everyone. I keep telling people that. It's yeah, for anyone yeah. and everyone. You I just, have a gun. Exactly, exactly. You included, DJ. You, you just have to believe for the Second Amendment. That's all that matters when it comes to that. So, um, and, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Brickell believes in the second amendment. So yeah, I thought it was a good video. So. <laughs> I would hope so. so I, I, we, I introduced her to the world of machine guns. Come on, man. Yeah. I think, I mean, like, you know, they should have asked me to direct that video though, <laughs> because, you know, I mean, I think I could have added some good points to it. Like when Brokel was like floating around on that little pink flamingo, I would have had Jaws come up and <laughs> pour her down, down under the water. Yeah. Like on 1941, the bear's go come up right beside her. Yeah. You just see her rapping and then all of a sudden Jaws would pull her down and then you just see blood. Yeah, <laughs> shark blood though, not yeah, not blood. <laughs> Just some blonde hair floats back up to oh, the top. Oh. <laughs> no, but anyway, it was cool. It was cool. So no, I, yeah. I got I got a laugh out of it. I did. Um, Psycho three sixteen said I would have added too many bullpups. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if she's into bullpups or not. I don't know. Bullpup. Yeah, <laughs> I think bullpups are sexy. You know. They are cool. You can't. You cannot go wrong in a video. The o the only bullpup that's a bad bullpup is a pink bullpup. Oh well, then it, or or a bedazzled bullpup. Oh, that's a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> that's a travesty. So, <laughs> okay. So let's see. Um, so there you go. Um, it's getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, she was dual wielding though, so that's a good thing. That's what she says. She had two guns. She was dual wielding. So. There you go. Um, it, you know, also I would have gotten some. I would have gotten some backup dancers in there. Yeah, a little something for the ladies. You could have gotten some Chippendale style backup dancer dudes. An you old know? school, old school some, music good. Yeah, you got. You got <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we have some gun bunny dudes out there. To be honest with you, I think. Uh, I think like Demolition Ranch. He's a gun bunny. Man, you got a thing for him, don't you? Yeah, I think he's a gun bunny. He's cute. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. That's all that matters. He's a male gun bunny. How do you like that? How do well, you like that, that's that's what I kind of said when that whole subject came up about the, you know, the girls and stuff. It's like, yeah, well, there's guys that do the same thing with the old tactical and the beard. Oh yes, there you are. Know, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an operator, even though I maybe I'm not. You know that kind of yeah. thing. You know? Or listen, everyone has something. If you have something, you kind of like. Uh, so well, but you yeah, accentuate you accentuate whatever you have, right? Or or don't go busting on everybody else because yeah. it's you don't like. Listen, I think it's in human nature to accentuate whatever you have. So if you're a guy and you got a lot of badass guns, 
Nothing wrong with showing that. If you have like a bodacious beard, nothing wrong with showing that. You get a big schlong, you know. Well, that's far no, you do. Yeah, yeah. My uh, one of my sons does that to all the rest of us to remind us that his uh, schlong is mightier than the rest of us. Oh, <laughs> whatever, whatever it is that he calls that, you know. So all listen, right. whatever you have in life, you should be you should be totally happy and free to show it off. Express oneself. Yes. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong I'm with that. I'm going to express myself tomorrow with this belt of ammunition. That's yeah. See, like Walter does it. Walter's a gun bunny. Walter's always showing off to us how he has machine guns and we don't have machine guns. Look, look whoa, at him. Whoa, 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 whoa. Come yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. You have machine guns. You just don't have them right now. Yeah. Who, me? <laughs> I have Walter's machine guns. Yeah. That's, that is the most affordable. You can shoot my machine guns if you want, Hank. I don't mind. What is it they say like with about boats, right? You know what's what's like what's the best kind of boat? Somebody else's you ride in. Yeah, somebody yeah. else's boat. <laughs> yes. I'm always working on my machine gun, trust me. Yeah, it's so, an ongoing process. Yeah. Other people's machine guns. I should do a series of videos called Other People's. <laughs> yeah, people's I got plenty of that will change for your video too, trust me. Yeah, absolutely. So Okay, um, Jason, I know you're out there. I don't know. You're still waiting for someone, right? Yeah, we're still waiting for Leslie. Uh, she didn't get the link. I just forwarded it over to her. Oh, okay, cool. Did you you want to jump in here and introduce yourself in the meanwhile you're here? Might as well tell everyone out there who you are. Welcome to the show, by the way. Thanks, Hank. I'm honored to be on tonight. Thanks for having me. I'm, uh, I'm Jason Boros. I'm here from Rally for Our Rights. Uh, we're here to talk about what we're what we're doing in Colorado here to protect our Second Amendment rights and uh, what we can do to help protect our rights, uh, um, not just in the state of Colorado, but all over the country, given what's going on lately. OK, very cool. Very cool. And the organization that you're with, what's it called again? It's Rally for Our Rights. OK. And you can find us at rallyforourrights.com. And we're also on Facebook as well. OK, very cool. So up here in the I don't know if you've you've done some of these uh, live broadcasts before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So up here in the chat, if you put any links up there that you want to share, I'll I'll put them in the chat or whatever. So people can go to rallyforourrights.com. They can also go. You're, you've got a Facebook page. Yep. Yeah, we're on. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We're listed under Rally for Our Rights as well. OK. All right. Let me see here if I could pull. I'm trying to I'm going to pull the rally from the rights dot com here and throw it in for the guys. And I know we have some people that join us here from Colorado. So um, are there any uh, particular things going on right now? Well, right now we're looking at a potential uh, red flag bill here in Denver at the moment. Uh, we just had our in the November elections, the state flip. So we have a we kind of have a perfect storm brewing with a uh, uh, anti-gun governor, anti-gun attorney general and anti-gun house and anti-gun senate mm, okay so it's uh, kind of a perfect storm brewing and we're looking to do everything we can to uh prevent it from happening here okay i mean it seems like correct me if i'm wrong here it seems like colorado's kind of been going in that oh, direction well yeah, it has <laughs> yeah oh okay yeah, well, so you're saying california. blame california okay yeah it's california california <laughs> <laughs> dude. yes dude Oh yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Up until recently, we're, we're a good, uh, you know, center for freedom. I mean, you could own whatever gun you wanted with whatever magazine. We had legal weed. It was a pretty libertarian state up until recently here. Yeah. 
So we've got like Turbo 99 Miatos from Colorado. By the way, anyone in the chat that's from Colorado, shout it out right now. Uh, Turbo 99 Miata, he's from Colorado. Uh, Killer Ratchet says, I hear many people in Colorado don't comply with the magazine ban. Is that true? Um, a lot of people don't. I know I don't. Uh, I have quite a few magazines that were both grandfathered and some new. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, lastly, I also wanted to mention here that, you know, people can also find us on uh, on Twitter and Instagram as well. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She'll be on closer to six. She just, or six my time. Okay. Eight o'clock your time here. Mm-hmm. So shortly. Yeah. Uh, Gunstreamer says their lead uh, dev, their lead developer is in Colorado and they're out of Utah. I don't know if you guys are aware of Gunstreamer. Do you have, uh, are you on YouTube or do you guys make videos? Yes, yes. Um, we're on YouTube. We just put out a video today. It's kind of a, uh, a video about who we are and what we do. Okay. I'd encourage you to get signed up with Gunstreamer if you haven't already heard of them. Well, we'll certainly look into it. I'll write it down right now. Yeah. Um, it's a platform. It's a, it's a uh, content platform. The, and uh, it's, a, it's a lot like YouTube, maybe just a few steps behind YouTube, but it, they're obviously pro-gun guys. And um, if you, when you sign up with them, you can have them pull your library over from YouTube. So if you've got a bunch of videos over there, you can have them okay. pull it over. But you know, if YouTube goes down or does things to you guys, then you've got a backup somewhere as well as they're working on other things. I think ultimately here at some point we have to start <clears throat> supporting our own platforms instead of just yep. waiting around until people pull the plug on us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's happening more and more here, especially with YouTube. Yes, absolutely. And I think the gun streamer guys, um, you know, there's all the folks out there doing it as well. I think the gun streamer guys are doing a good job of that. And like I said, in the beginning, um, next Tuesday, they're going to have an announcement to share with you guys of something they've been working on. So, okay. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be a good thing for the content side. Uh, I, I, you know, what we need is people to start putting, obviously when you put your stuff up on YouTube and you, and you set everything up, it can automatically pull over to Gunstreamer and your content will be there, but we need to start growing the traffic and the audience and stuff like that over at Gunstreamer. People need some motivations for that. So hopefully, um, that and other things that they're working on, you know, help make that happen. So, well, we'll definitely look into it. Yeah. So, uh, any other things you wanted to add here before you get into the mix of the conversation? I don't know if you've seen the show, but we get pretty rowdy here, especially on Fridays. Walter's oh, loading yeah. up. Uh, okay, so that's mine, right, Walter? I call dibs. I converted this to this. Woo! We get pretty that's rowdy a, here, especially on Fridays. Yeah, that's a beautiful Walter. thing. Uh, yeah. Well. well I, I, I'm, you're going to learn how to link ammo, Hank Strange. Hey, you got a, you got a single linker, or you got like the big multi one? Right now, for this 223, I got the finger linker. Oh, the finger linker. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the fun linker. Uh, like for one. 50 cal, I got a linker linker, like a, you know. Yeah, yeah. Walter, where's your headset, and and are you the one that I'm getting that feedback from? Um, I don't know, but I'll stick it on here in a second. So. Yeah, stick it on, Walter. Stick it on, baby. Stick, stick it on. on. Before somebody else does. <laughs> I'm going to go wash my paws here. Because oh, I okay. get a little fugly. You should lick them off. Lick them clean. Oh, geez. <laughs> Pete's, no way, man. This is like <laughs> this is like dirt. This makes the grass grow. <laughs> <laughs> the links I'm using, I bought are used. And they came, I bought them when I first ordered the Shrike. Oh. And um, who knows what where the hell they came from. So no, Vietnam, not, they're that old. 
Yeah. It all up in. I'll be back. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. So awesome. I want to remind everyone out there, you know, like make sure you thumbs up uh, as well as the people sitting here on the pl- on the panel. You know, we got to hit yes. those thumbs ups as well. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go. Yeah. We got to put our own thumbs up our own show, show, podcast. That's what we got to do. So make sure that we go out there and do that. Um, Trey, did you want to ask Jason any questions? Uh, not yet. I'll let the kind of let it roll. Um, okay. What else? Was, you, go ahead. We're talking about Gunstreamer a little bit. I am very interested in that. I'm, I'm going to get on it too, probably tonight and get some content, start going through there. Cause uh, I'm really tired of supporting these guys that really don't care about us in the first place. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're just getting our content started here. So, I mean, we're, as an organization, we're only about oh, 10, 10 months old now. Yeah. So, because we got started in April of 18 during the, uh, you know, when Boulder first rolled out its assault weapons van. Okay. So, um, why did you guys get started? Kind of give us a background on you. What do you do other than um, obviously getting out there and fighting for 2A rights? What are you up to? Well, actually, you know, I actually work in the automotive industry, but uh, I've always been a big pro 2A fan, uh, big, 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 I, you know, I like to build my own guns. Um, and, you know, when Boulder announced it's, uh, that they were going to roll out an assault weapons ban in response to some of the uh, uh, recent shootings that had happened in 2018, I, I kind of didn't understand it because Boulder doesn't really have a whole lot of crime to speak of. I think in 2017, we had one person killed with a handgun, um, but no, no real uh, firearms crime to speak of other than that. So they kind of rolled it out and kind of steamrolled everyone there. And, and uh, Leslie founded Rally from the same time. So uh, she did it in response to March for Our Lives. Uh, she noticed people, you know, getting out to the streets to um, march to take away people's rights. So she wanted to start something that would get people out in the streets to uh, support preserving people's rights. And her and I met over the, you know, when I was trying to put something together to protest what Boulder was doing. And, um, you know, we've been, we've been holding rallies and events and, uh, building rally for our rights ever since. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and also it looks cold over there, man. It is. It is. Yeah. It was nice yesterday. It was 60 degrees yesterday. It's like 30 degrees and snowing today. Where are you at again? What park? Boulder, Colorado. Oh, you are in Boulder. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to you guys straight from under the tofu curtain here. Oh, I flew into Denver. I flew my plane into Denver in April, and it was still snow in the mountains. <laughs> it gets cold up there. Yeah. Well, we, we keep snow here, you know, all the way till, you know, June, July up, up in the hills there, about oh, yeah. 1,000 feet. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I went to, um, I've been to Boulder, but I was in uh, Colorado Springs and, of course, Denver. And then I went up into Loveland Pass area. It's so gorgeous up there. It is. It is. We're really lucky to live here. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I've spent um, a little bit of time traveling around the country. I haven't seen everywhere, but America is really beautiful. And I and I and I did like Colorado, man. I think yeah. Colorado was awesome. You know, so uh, I, I would want to be there in the summertime, though, personally. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's just me, just me. <laughs> so you know what? Here's one of the things. Uh, I I think that what you guys are facing there is what we're facing all over the country when it comes to the Second Amendment. Um, I know someone sent me this from uh, the Free Free Maine National Builder. I put this link up. It's in the chat if you guys want to see it. 
Um, and, and I shared it with everyone here. Emails emerge showing this is the headline emails emerge showing senior Democrat lawmakers calling to ban hunting rifles. Yeah. Um, well, what, what what do you expect? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, they, wait, they wait, can't wait. figure out why something's still happening, but they got rid of everything. And where is this happening? Where is this coming out? In Maine, from Maine. No. You wouldn't expect it out of Maine. Oh um, no, I expect well, it everywhere now. Um, yeah, they're 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 pushed again. Yeah, but what, I think honestly, what's going to happen exactly what happened last time when they passed the baby bill? They uh, they all got booted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but it was already done. The damage was done when they got yeah, booted. and we're yeah. yeah and we're, no, I don't disagree with you, Walter. But it, they get yeah. they get slammed pretty hard. Oh yeah. yeah, they got thrown out. Yeah. yeah, I encourage you guys to read this to uh, check out this email that's out there. I think there's lots of this going on all over the country. And one of the things is that there's a lot of people out there. We talk about this all the time, what we call the FUDs. A lot of people think like, oh, this, you know, I don't care about bump stocks. I don't care about this thing. I don't care about that thing. You know, I just hunt or whatever it is. And you think they're not coming for what you have. These guys are coming for everything and they're going to take yes, it all apart in pieces. See, one of, the, one of the key things out here that we're very lucky about is that the, uh, you know, the state Senate is controlled by Democrats by only three votes. So, you know, we have a chance of fighting some of this if we can uh, get three pro-gun Democrats to uh, pressure, pressure, pressure. Yep. And, and, and that's the thing is, is out here, you know, Colorado is moving more and more blue. Um, so we got to focus on, you know, supporting moderate pro 2A Democrats here because it's getting harder to elect uh, some of the Republican candidates, especially yeah. here in Boulder. Um, we got nine or six out of nine seats up, uh, for grabs here in November in the city council. And you're, you'll never get a Republican elected here. But if you get a moderate pro 2A Democrat, um, you know, you have a chance of fending it off here. Hunting yeah. hunting's big business in Colorado. Hank, can I it say is. something real quick? Absolutely. Uh, Ratchet, Killer Ratchet, you made a comment. Um, I was dealing with the concealed weapons, gun stuff, and weed cards in the state of Florida. The state does not uh, acknowledge gun rights with weed rights. You can have weed card and a gun concealed carry permit and still purchase firearms as of right now. Now, the drugs are regulated by the federal government, so this technically the federal government can come in and arrest anybody for drug criminal crimes, even though the state recognizes it as not being illegal or as being legal. Yeah, what so was you can still have your weed card and a concealed weapons permit. I, that that is actually a fact. I actually called the Department of Agriculture and talked to the attorney. He asked. He said that, uh, or they they said that it was illegal to have. If you got a weed card, you had to surrender your gun rights. That is not correct in the state of Florida. I can't speak for Colorado and California because obviously I'm not there. But in Florida, you can have a marijuana card and you can have a concealed weapons permit is not illegal as of now. That doesn't mean it won't change in the future, though. Yeah. So I think what Killer Ratchet said was weed should be decriminalized anyway. Legalization ain't the way to go since you, you apply for a weed card, you surrender the right to own a gun. So that's what you're responding to. Um, yes, that's I think, correct. Yeah, there's kind of this weird like limbo uh, well, floating around out there that the yeah, 40, should, the, the 4473 is still after you. Yeah. Well, here <laughs> in Colorado, uh, the Colorado Bureau of Investigations uh, that you know they run the 4473s out here, they said uh, that they would not approve any background checks uh, for anyone that was on the medical marijuana registry. 
Yeah, that's why I said Florida. I didn't know anything about yeah. the other yeah. states. I know about Florida. No, yeah, I think this is state said uh, they wouldn't share any of this information. So I don't know how yeah, okay. I would get <laughs> well, it. Well, yeah, what right. happened was uh, the lady that ran one of the big weed distributors in Florida, she took my concealed <laughs> weapons class and asked me that question. I said, you know, I've heard rumors, but I've never confirmed everything. So I started doing research and yeah. I called the Department of Ag, which is, issues our permits. And I talked with their main attorney and he, he clarified it. No, you it is not a problem. As of now, he said that as right now. So that doesn't mean that it won't change in the future. But as of right now, it's not an issue. Yeah. Ultimately, here's the weird thing about laws, right? When they put laws into effect, what really matters is whether or not they decide to prosecute people using those laws. So that's the thing that happens. We have a bunch of laws that are in fact here in Florida that are pretty horrible, in, in my in my opinion, when it comes to guns. But, you know, someone has to choose to start prosecuting people, you know, using those laws. And it seems like, oh, maybe they won't do that now. But if things swing in the right direction and you have the wrong people um, that are in power and in those positions to make those decisions, they could start prosecuting. And so you have all of these things up th that are up in the air. Right. So that's definitely something I think that should be should be dealt with at some point. But there's lots of things that should be dealt with, um, you know, and who knows what will happen to that. You can look, wait, just looking at what's Nick, going on right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, what happened to him? Oh, okay. So we lost him. It looks like he uh, pressed the wrong button there. He started to talk up. about uh, uh, um, Ginsburg and they flushed him out. Oh. Him <laughs> yeah. So that that's that's the thing that I think, you know, when, when with all these rules in place, what we have to do is sort it all out. But what I was going to say, and we'll we'll probably get him back in. He'll he'll join here in a second. Uh, what I was going to say is that we need to. Um, oh, looks like he's coming back in. I'm going to. There we go. go I don't know. What happened there. Yeah. What were you going to say? Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying I heard today yesterday that there was a uh, some legislation introduced there in Florida to kind of roll some of that back. Uh, yes. Yeah, people are trying to roll back those laws. Um, I think that's a good thing. We should roll them back. I don't know whether or not that's going to happen. We're in a really weird space right now, right? Every Everything is in a really weird space. To me, I think this is the moment that people in America should, should wake up right now. People should activate. They should pay attention to what's going on. You said earlier that Colorado is getting more blue. I don't think mm -hmm. it's actually getting more blue. Obviously, people are moving in. I think the red side or the Second Amendment people or the Constitution people are, have just fallen asleep. Mm -hmm. Well, there were quite a few people that did not vote here in November. Um, and there's also, you know, kind of a push right now to put together a uh, uh, electoral college on the state level. Because Colorado is pretty much governed by Boulder, Denver and Fort Collins. And yeah, that's, the rest that's of where the, the libs live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And the rest of the state is uh, is a lot more red. Mm hmm. Yeah. But those really populated centers are deciding everything for the state. Well, look, look at look at Illinois. Look at Florida. Yeah, uh, Florida. We have the panhandle still. That's the wild card in Florida. Yeah, um, for now. Yeah. yeah well, um, <laughs> but yeah, Illinois, the poor people in Illinois, man, they're getting uh, I guess the, uh, the cabinet people or something just voted themselves a raise, you know, and, and it's we, like, they can vote me a raise, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think Hank is right here on this one though, because um gun owners are just too quiet. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're always in the background. They don't want to, you know, they just want to be left or, alone. Live or they life. think that it will never happen. What's that? They too come too complacent. They think that oh, it won't happen. If you hiss, yeah. it will. It is. It is yeah. happening. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's the thing is gun owners have to stop um, being so complacent and quiet. And uh, they need to get out and make their voices heard. Uh, you know, when Boulder did its assault weapons ban, we went to the city council meeting and 80 people spoke out against the ban and only 30 people spoken for it. Uh, and it still passed unanimously. And one of the reasons I found out was that people were writing letters to the city council at a rate of a thousand to one for this ban. Uh, and gun owners were just not um, not getting active. They weren't making their voices heard at all. And the uh, the city council here only heard the anti gunners, and we got a full assault weapons ban. Well, what you, what you need to do in Colorado, like they do in Florida, you got to pull that ability away from the cities and make it a statewide thing. Because mm-hmm. in Florida, the cities can't ban; they can't make gun law. Mm-hmm. See, we have that a, is correct. We have a preemption. Uh, like that here in the state too, that says that uh, gun laws are only to be decided by the state um, and not localities. But Boulder also has a uh, uh, an oddball situation where it's a home, it's a home rule town, uh, which means the city of Boulder existed before the state of Colorado. So they get you know legally a lot of uh, leeway in municipal law. So um, that's one of the re- things. Uh, one of the lawsuits is arguing right now is that state preemption. Um, says that what Boulder did is not okay. Uh, the, you ever heard of uh, the Second Amendment? That's why, like, uh, so you're going <laughs> to, some city council jack off that got elected because of whatever is going to tell me I can't have a gun, basically, that I want? You know, when does it come yeah. down where you can't have a hunting rifle? <laughs> oh, well, see, that's the thing is people are going to have to put their foot down. Yeah, that's well, what they're going to have about. to. I hate to say it, they're going to have to rise up and, and physically rise up, not not just write letters because letters letters are cool. But guess what? When it when all hell breaks loose, that's a little more impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Ask the Bundy Ranch people. Right. Yeah. And it, nobody. I just heard about that, that. That all got thrown out. But you don't hear about it anywhere except on the Internet. You know, it's like the, the government was playing games and holding evidence back and all this stuff and. And the judge threw the whole thing out. And it's like, yeah, well, finally. You know. Well, a third of this country is gun owners. You know, we got 100 million gun owners in this country. And uh, yeah. they, they all like to be nice and quiet. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that um, there's a whole bunch of things that we have to sort out, right? That's kind of what's going on here. We have to sort out things and make things clearly defined. The problem is we don't have that. We're not getting that. And it does seem like it's going to get to a point where pe- things just have to bubble over and, and go really bad for everyone to say, oh, maybe we need to listen, sit down. Yeah, maybe we need to sit we, down. Maybe we not need to. Um, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a lot like it's like the border situation. We have a tough time uh, changing things, dealing with things or sorting things out in this country. That's what's going on right now with the shutdown, the border situation. You know, they, they don't really want to sit down and deal with this thing. So everyone's going to their sides. No one wants to sort it all out. It can be sorted out. Well, 
what the you know you best in the border all you got to do is ask the people that work at the border and the answer is there there's no need to sort anything out <laughs> no no i'm not saying they don't want to hear that yeah I'm it works that's the when you talk to people that work there they, they say it works no i'm not saying that i'm not saying that yeah i saw uh, you're probably you're talking about like trump going to the border talking to the people um, that have the border agents stuff. and stuff yeah. like that seizing drugs and all that yeah, yeah. I, that's that's obvious what i'm saying is the immigration situation in america and what's going on cannot be sorted out because people don't want to sit down and sort it out and there's there's people, you know, there's people out there that don't that aren't saying, hey, deal with this thing. Let's deal with this finally in America and sit down and sort it out. It's the same thing with the Second Amendment. And I think that's kind of something that gets pushed off. But at some point, we either have the Second Amendment or we don't. And if they want to come out and say that we don't have the Second Amendment. Yeah, I think that's the point where people actually go like, what? We don't have this thing. And then maybe people will wake up and realize that they have to start fighting for it if we don't have it. Because if you don't have it, if you've totally lost it already and you just don't know about it, you need to get notified. But if we have it, there's a lot of crap that goes on in cities and states around the country that should not be happening, should not be going on. Well, and that's my goal. And that's the, the goal of Rally for Our Rights is preventing it from ever, ever getting to that point. You know, uh, we, we can't we can't just let it get to the point where uh, it's so bad that people are forced to to rise up. I think it's I think we're at that point now, not not violently. I mean, I, I would hate to see America turned into Syria. Um, you know, I think we can I think we can get there without without getting to that point ever. That's a long boat ride to England. <laughs> so um we already been that boat ride yeah what do you think what do you think jason that could be done to wake people up what what are you guys trying to do what do you think could be done i think the biggest thing um is engaging gun owners and encouraging them to take initiative and get out i think a lot of people um they feel like other people are going to fight for their rights for them you know i voted right. for so-and-so he's gonna he's gonna take care of that for me i I donate money to XX organization and they're, they're going to take care of it. Yeah. So, those guys on YouTube are going to save me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and gun owners say a lot, you know, um, on online, you know, they'll say whatever, you know, shall not be infringed, come and take it, you know, um, you know, with all this big talk, but then when it comes time to actually get active in a proactive manner and get out and engage with the people that are actually going to be writing these laws, they're nowhere to be found. And I yeah. think that's where the gun community needs to do. They need to push people to get out of their house, get in touch with other gun owners, uh, make connections. And where do we um, do that? How do we do that? Well, you know, like I always tell no, people, there is a way to do it, but I'm curious how, what you think. Well, I think, you know, the first step would be to uh, join rally for our rights. Uh, if you live in Colorado, yeah. that'd be a big first step uh, to stay informed. Where do you issues. find all these people at? Well, the way they, a lot of them found us, uh, when we put on these rallies, people started to hear about us. We were, um, we were out in the street, uh, protesting what they were doing. And, um, the media came and spoke to us and asked who we were. And that's really where we got a lot of reach there was through, um, you know, non-gun channels, uh, through yeah. our local media. Or gun ranges. That's mm -hmm. where I was going with the gun ranges. How many gun ranges do you have in Boulder? one uh. yeah remember we talked about this hank they don't have to take your guns if you have nowhere to shoot it doesn't matter anyways and and we have and they are they, they are they are pushing out gun ranges me as a gun range can tell you for a fact they will try to push you out 
Well, Boulder's trying to do that um, because the Boulder Rifle Club is on county land. But right now, Boulder keeps expanding its city limits. And right now, the city limits are running right through the parking lot of the Boulder Rifle Club. And as soon as they get absorbed into the city, I can see them getting shut down. Okay. Okay. So, so what are you trying to say with that, Trey? I'm like curious of, of what you're trying to say. Don't need that. to fight for these gun ranges. Okay. I got uh-huh. lucky. I had people fight for me, mm-hmm. but a lot of these gun ranges don't get fought for, or right. they pass ordinances that are out of out of realism for noise and abatement for these gun ranges, so they can't operate in the first place. Right. So I you're mean, saying that people try to do that recently with with Aries, try to shut you guys down. Well, not shut me down, but make it complicated. They said all sorts of stuff Mm -hmm. and I had to step up, you know, we stepped to the plate and handled it, but it's an ongoing attack. I'm very, I'm attacked a lot, Mm you know, as a gun range. I'm I'm the big dog. I'm out in the open. And the funny part is everybody around me shoots in their private land. But Mm -hmm. where does the guy that shoot lives in the city shoot? He doesn't, he comes Mm -hmm. to a range, but what if he doesn't know anybody that doesn't have their own personal range? Mm Mm-hmm. He becomes yeah. a non-gun owner because he doesn't have a gun anymore because he doesn't shoot anymore. Yeah, ranges—they're trying to push us out, and I yeah, can I tell you that—that's a choke a point. Track. Yeah, that's a choke point. I think there's lots of places that they could choke off things, and if you don't have access, there is to no that, gun range association. Yeah, yeah someone. Yeah, someone's asking if there's a gun range association. I want to start one eventually. Mm-hmm. But so it all, we it's only sword. amongst gun owners, so we can all support our, our gun range owners, so we can support ourselves. Yeah. But yeah. you guys just sit back and let it happen. I'm yeah, actually, and I don't mean it in a bad way, but we get overlooked. And really, if you have nowhere to shoot, what does it matter? Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead, Jason. You're trying oh, to get I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it, it oh, segues right because I'm actually against putting in a gun range uh, here in Colorado and Lions. Um, they want to put in a public range, uh, not a private one, but a public one. But the Forest Service here says as soon as that range is built, they'll be shutting down about 80 to 90 percent of Boulder County public land to target shooting. Okay. So it, it's, you know, what do you do there? Because they build a public range where everyone can just do static shooting from a bench or, you know, with their pistol and whatever. Um, but all the At 50 yards is gone. Yeah. You yeah. can't do shoot and move. You can't do anything dynamic like we'd no. love to do. In our, on our public land, all of that's gone. So mm-hmm. which one do you choose? Do you choose the public land or do you allow a new shooting range to come in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think these, I think these are points that they, that people are going after and there's lots of different points that they're going after. I think that the gun ranges, uh, you're not, you know, you're not the only one around the country. I'm sure Trey, if, if you look into it, you'll find there's other places around the country going through that. Um, I think that there's probably gun stores and other points that are that are feeling this attack or, you know, these the little these, the these things that happen. They're just as much of a problem as the anti-gunners are. OK, why do you say that? Go to a gun range. OK, go to an indoor gun range. And mm-hmm. I mean, everybody here has been to one. You go in there and they're rude and they're obnoxious. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I understand you have to have rules, but there's a point where the rules are excessive. You know, and they turn up normal people off like, hey, I want to learn how to shoot. Oh, you're an idiot. And and this is I've seen this before because I actually do this. I go in the gun store like a moron and I ask <laughs> all these dumb questions and I get sent to the counter and I get jerked around. And then they don't you know, they don't take care of me. We're a customer service based industry. So if if 
if Walter shows up at the range and goes, hey, you know, I've never shot before and I'm interested in shooting. My mm-hmm. first response is, okay, I recommend you take a safety class and conceal weapons permit. And then we teach you all safety and then we go from there. I'm very helpful. Why? Because I want to be helpful. I want to draw him in. For right. If I turn him off to it, what did I just create? I create another anti-gunner because you might Screw them guys. That guy's a jerk. I'm not doing that. Right. Cause you're and the then, first point of contact. You're like the ambassadors to the, to the new. That's not how it is. I go to these ranges. I've been verbally abused at ranges, mm-hmm. like just downright nasty. And I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. You can't talk to me that way. You know? And it's, we are the first line mm-hmm. when somebody meets, when somebody gets into guns, they get into guns at a gun store or a range. And that's how they learn how to shoot. Yeah. And these places are out of control. And they, you know, I mean, I go to, I hate going to indoor gun ranges because they're rude. <laughs> you're an idiot because you don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm an idiot because I don't know what I'm talking about at all. Help me out. That's not how they look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that creates a taboo against gun it guys does. when people see that, right? They're like, oh, these guys are like what the media is trying to tell me. Yeah, I have people drive from four hours away to come to my range. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I'm better than other ranges. It's because they can come there and they're like family. Okay. And we treat them like family. Right. Now I see, I think Leslie, you've joined us. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. You're you're jumping right in uh, into the middle of it here. Um, Yeah. I've been watching. I just, I've got little girls and I had to, Get one out to a friend's house and a friend came over, you know. Okay, understood. Do, understood. Doing the family thing. Yes, lots of us doing that. Family and firearms, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So welcome to the show. Do you want to introduce yourself to everyone? Uh, tell folks out there who you are, um, you know, what you're associated with, how you got into it. Sure. Um, so I'm Leslie Hollywood and I'm actually, I work with Jason Boros. So I know he already introduced himself and, yeah. and everything. Um, Jason right there. So I am actually the founder of Rally for Our Rights. And like, like as, as Jason already said, we got started back in April of last year. So we're going on like nine, 10 months of being um, kind of a formed organization. Um, I've actually been a political activist for about a decade. I, I started back in my 20s, I'm in my 30s now. Um, this is kind of my first time really getting involved in issues-based activism about firearms and gun rights though. Although I've been involved in conservative politics and, um, you know, candidate type of stuff, different things like that. Uh, This is my first time that I've really gotten into um, this specific issue. And as Jason mentioned earlier, the reason that I found it was really important just to kind of take it, take it on and just kind of step out there and say, I'm willing to, I'm willing and able to do this is because, you know, back in March, I know we all probably watched this happen. But, you know, you had the March for Our Lives people, the March for Our Lives kids and parents and teachers and all of these people who literally, you know, with tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people across the country took to the streets in a march, in a rally, um, pretty much begging the government to take away the gun rights of their fellow citizens. Like, how how frightening is that? It is. And it was, very and it was all because of what what individual had done. Granted, there's several cases of what that individual had done, but it was in response to the Parkland shooting. So here we have one very evil person who should never have been able to buy a firearm legally based on his record. That was a complete government failure. 
Um, but here, because of what that one person had done, we've got hundreds of thousands of people out there saying, take away the gun rights of my fellow citizens. Like, I mean, to mm -hmm. me, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. So I just made the decision to, to step up and step out and, and start this organization. Yeah. I think uh, a couple of things happened uh, with all of that. One, they didn't really, they acted without not, without knowing what really happened. Right. So I see folks talking about how Sheriff Israel was fired. That's a good thing. Should have been fired immediately in my opinion. Um, but, but here in Florida, and in other places around the country, people started acting and taking away people's Second Amendment rights without even knowing what happened in this incident that that's that spawned this whole thing. And I think the other thing that happened is those guys got out there and rallied and made a lot of noise. Of course, that was amplified by the media and people on our side were mostly their voices were muted. I'm not saying people didn't try to say something. There are lots of people that were trying to say things and, and get out there and do things, but mostly our voices are muted and they've been muted for a long time because if you go back in the timeline and look at what happened in, in 2013, when we had the fire Armageddon and people got like, it was the internet, the uh, social media and all that, that got everyone rallied and got people together. And since then they've been trying to do something about that to, to tamp it down. So I think it's that on top of the fact that people are kind of like really apathetic now when it comes to the Second Amendment. Well, I think I think they've been apathetic for a long time. But the other thing, too, is that I think that, you know, gun owners are at a point where they they just want to be left alone. We're not asking. I mean, you have some like, you know, people who are more activists like like myself and Jason who would love to have the opportunity to put forth these ideas about repealing laws, things like that. But right now, we just want to be left alone. <laughs> Stop infringing on our rights. We're not trying to infringe on anybody else's rights. We want ours to, to be stopped. We want them to stop infringing on ours. So mm -hmm. when you have people out there who are asking to take away the rights of others, those who those who aren't asking for anything, which is us, are going to be this. They're going to be very silent. And I think that's what what we've seen largely um, in a lot of this type of stuff. It's why we've been really quiet. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Trey, Walter, if you guys want to comment anything here, just let me know. Okay. Um, yeah. Keep going. I'll yeah. jump in. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I was, I was responding to questions to me. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. I can see like a, a, a comet storm yeah. going on we're, over we're, here we're and all that kind right of stuff. On, on the, yeah. I'm not uh, sure where you're seeing the comments, but I do know we have a media, uh, like a media guy <laughs> right. who does like video computer. stuff. Normally <laughs> I have a separate computer that I respond to comments and then I talk. I here. see. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know where you're seeing this, but I know that our, our video guy who runs our YouTube channel is on, is checking yeah. it out right now. Yeah. I do see some. <laughs> Someone uh, with your name in the in the chat, chat. as well. So that's that's good. not me or Jason. That's that's Bill. He's our he's our video guy, and he is absolutely phenomenal. But he likes to stay on the bat in the background. <laughs> so. Okay, understood. Everyone has a part to play. Yes, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah, everyone has a part to play in this. Okay, so you guys got together. You started this thing. Um, do you guys have something coming up that you want everyone out there to know about? Yeah, we actually have a couple things here. Um, one has been going on right now. We're we're running a GoFundMe. Um, for uh, to put up billboards around the state, pro Second Amendment billboards. Um, okay. We're going to try to start with three, um, you know, in, in the northern Colorado area and see where it goes from there. That's one. Uh, the other one is on um, January 19th, we're going to be joining the Women's March uh, in Denver, and we're going to be marching with them, uh, but in support of a woman's right to defend herself with a firearm. Okay. okay. Yes. Um, 
What? Uh, so here's the question that jumps out to me. Like I said, if anyone ha- else here on the panel has a no, question, no, that's a great idea. You know, because okay. what we see a lot of times is we see women come in and they go, "My husband's always done all the shooting, or taught me how to shoot a gun, or he's loaded a gun and let me shoot it." I'm here now because I want to take my concealed weapons class. Well, my class is geared to teach the woman or the woman or a new shooter, whatever you want to say, everything uh, between identifying the gun, the caliber, the ammo, everything, how to load it, how to handle it, everything. I go through the whole gambit because what you get a lot of times is their husband takes them out and honey, here, shoot this 44 Magnum and she shoots it and it's too much and she's scared and he's laughing and she doesn't want to do it anymore because he's embarrassed her. Mm-hmm. We're the other way around. I, I, I don't want to embarrass you. I want to teach you and may educate you. And I, I've converted a lot of anti-gunners over to shooters just by taking the time to teach them how to shoot a little bit and, you know, making them feel comfortable. And then they become avid shooters, which is pretty funny. My friend I went to school with, she hated guns, but she lived in a bad neighborhood and said, I, I needed a gun to protect myself. Mm-hmm. After six months of working with her, she's an avid shooter. She shoots like every weekend, like clockwork. She loves it. Yeah. That's how we went. Yeah. Exactly what you did. Going to the rallies, helping women out, educating people. So how people do, are just scared. How does the women's rally feel about that? I know there's different women's rallies going on. And I know um, one of you guys can where was the place to cancel the women's rally because it was quote too, too white. white. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Wait, hold on. San Jose. San Jose. Okay. So right there, that shows you who's running the show. Right. It's not about women's rights. It's not about all. It's about how it looks. Right. Okay. So I'm I'm assuming it's different people running the show for for the women's rally in Colorado. How do they feel about you guys being pro Second Amendment? I'm or is it? Is it different I'm not people? Sure that they know that we're going to be there. To be honest with you. So it's interesting. Um, you know, you mentioned a min- minute ago about uh, women and their husbands. The one thing about me that's kind of different and interesting when it comes to the firearms uh, arena or the gun rights arena is I'm actually a single mom. Um, I don't have a husband here that lives with me to like teach me how to shoot or defend me <laughs> if somebody comes breaking in my door at night. He can't just say, "Stay in bed, honey." I'll take care of this. Um, you know, yeah. so for me, and I actually, you know, I've got three daughters. And my oldest one is actually 19. She's she's uh, turned into a gun rights activist herself, uh, which has been phenomenal to watch her watch her do that. Um, but yeah, so with the Women's March, we actually, so one thing about me is I never ask permission, right? Because um, this is this is this is free speech. It's it's our right. It's our right to assemble, whether it's with the women's march because they're all inclusive. I mean, they even changed the women's march to include an X instead of the the A um, in their name, and they did that to be more inclusive, is what they said. Well, why would okay. that include me? To me, it makes no sense because I support the right to for a woman to to bear firearms or for right to self-defense, that to me, if they want to tell us that we can't be there, they're not very inclusive. Okay. Um, so we, we actually just haven't told them we're doing this. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I know they have caught wind of it because an article came out recently sort of about it. Um, but we're just planning on showing up. You know, my, I, I bet we'll have probably somewhere, you know, at least 100 people that will show up with us, probably more. Some of our rallies, we have hundreds and hundreds of people that show up. Some of them are a little bit smaller. I think the smallest one we've ever done was like 100. So what we're planning on doing is just just joining up as a group 
and then as our group joining onto that march. That way we have like a large presence. We have gun rights, women's rights uh, shirts that people will be wearing. Um, Jason's wife and uh, daughter have literally pussy hats okay. with, with Hello this Kitty is wearing an AK. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So the hat with the AK Kitty. On. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's, so this women's rally, only the women are going to be able to march in there or? No, I mean, it's they're all inclusive, right? So, okay, right. Um, you know, and every women's march they've had in the past has included men. And it's just whoever wants to come out and support women's rights. Well, in my opinion, um, the right to self-defense, the Second Amendment is a woman's right. So I don't understand why they would have any issue with us being there. Doesn't mean that they won't. We do yeah. know that part of the message of the narrative being pushed with this Denver march is actually an anti-gun message, okay. which is the reason we chose to do this. Absolutely. I think it's a good idea. And by the way, you know, you were talking about I think you 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 said something about like if someone breaks in in the middle of the night, you have no husband there. I've always hoped that if someone breaks into my house in the middle of the night, my wife would save me. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, so yeah, I, well, I think that's the thing, right? We should all be able to save each other, whether you're on your own, whether you've got someone, they better be able to save you. You know, we all need to be able to save ourselves. I might be really, really knocked out at that moment. If someone wanted to rely on me to -hmm. save them, you know, that's what I believe in. You always have to be able to save yourself. So yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think that even, you know, it is, it is an issue for women out there. You know, when you when women lose this right, they're trying to uh, and I think in, in a lot of ways they've won. They've tr- they're trying to get women to come over to their side in terms of getting rid of guns. Well, you got to say it doesn't it, make gotta, sense. It's it's all that save the children thing. Save the children. It's like, what good? How can yeah, you save the, how, before, how can you save the kids if you can't protect the kids? I mean, yeah, well, how are we saving the kids if you can abort the kids? Well, hello. That's when I see this women's so, rights thing and and life marches and all that. It's like, well, what about all this uh, government yeah. funded? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I think thing, if you have the right to do that, you have the right to also defend yourself. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. you do. And, and the nice thing about the women's marches, um, that's a big thing. That's a lot of the, uh, you know, the argument from uh, Moms Demand Action and, and is about the children. And going to these kind of things where gun owners wouldn't normally be seen or or heard from, it gives us the chance to engage and talk to some of these people. And, you know, we have uh, successfully changed hearts and minds every single time uh, when we get to talk to someone one on one. Because uh, when you come at them with, um, you know, come and take it or, you know, just shall not be infringed. What don't you understand that it, it doesn't get anywhere with them. But when you say, look, I have children, too. I want my children to be safe. How do we talk uh, about um, ways that we can keep our children safe without infringing on people's rights and start a conversation with them? And you actually get some. Yeah. Don't we have right now in the news? Uh, they what was they? I think they found this girl like Jamie Kloss. Yeah. That mm-hmm. this guy broke into the house, killed the parents, kidnapped the girl. Right. How long ago was that? Three months. Three months. Oh, yeah. Man. You know, this the safety thing is for everyone. The safety thing is for everyone. Uh, when your children are old enough to understand this, you need to start, you know, you need to start uh, introducing them to these things. I'm not saying like, you know, Trey's got DJ. I'm not saying that. Uh, how old's DJ? Like four or five? He's five. He's been shooting since he was three. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, you know, this I'm an instructor and I, you know, I'm with him. It's not like I just go, hey, go out there and shoot, son. I've been hunting since I was six. 
and I had my own gun and I hunted by myself and I used to shoot and bring home rabbits or whatever. And that's yeah. what we ate that. Those were the days when men were men and and boys were men and everybody, everybody was. And what I mean by that is people were free. You know, people were free to do what they're doing. Okay, so that's when I was a kid, I grabbed my 22, walk around the neighborhood, shooting rabbits and squirrels and the orange groves and bringing them home and cleaning them. And yeah, et cetera. Yeah, well, that's, and like, and like for me, I mean, I, my, my daughter is my oldest is 19, almost 20. She's in college. Um, and then I've got a fifth, uh, uh, 11 year old and a seven year old first, first and fifth grade. Um, so, you know, I've got these little girls who see me do what I do. I'm very public in what I do. It's not, it's no secret whatsoever. And, you know, so here I am with these daughters who are watching me out here in the public eye fighting for the gun rights of all Americans, including them. Um, I think that's pretty, a pretty powerful message. So, you know, when you when, when, when do you introduce your kids to the fact that evil exists in the world? If you have kids in school right now, they understand what a shooter lockdown drill is because they do them. So having these conversations is a big part of society today and introducing them to the idea that evil exists in this world. And this is why mom's out here fighting for our right to self-defense. It's kind of a neat thing. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. You know, we can't, uh, I think there's things that happen and you think, man, what, you know, evil does exist. And, and, and if, if this came to me, if we had to all deal with this, you know, what would happen to my kids, especially if I got removed from, from the picture. Right. So I think that um, everyone has a, has to play a part in this thing. You know, we've got to make our kids uh, grow up strong and self-reliant and all that kind of stuff. It's going to it's going to make a better world. It's going to make a better world no matter what. OK, so one of the things, by the way, Walter, I muted you. I, I know you don't know where the mute button is. So I hit the mute button. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can unmute you, Walter. That way you can control your mute button whenever you're ready. OK, here's a question I wanted to ask. So I just want to go back to this real quick and then we can get into the other stuff here. So you guys said you wanted to get up billboards. I'm just curious. What does it cost to get up a billboard in Colorado? It costs anywhere from it depends on where you are, when you where you want to put them. Right. And so we, of course, want to put them where they're going to be. Um, have the most effect, which is not going to be speaking to the choir. Rally for Our Rights is all about being inclusive and continuing to speak to the choir, but also pushing out and reaching out to the people in the middle. So that's the idea with the with the billboards. So we want to put them in places where maybe the people who are, you know, what do they see? They see the March for Our Lives, like take away the guns. That's the answer. Well, we want to show that we're an answer too. We have other solutions. Mm-hmm. We're putting them, our goal is to put them more, not necessarily in liberal areas, because then you're kind of, you aren't changing those minds either, right? So you want to put them kind of somewhere in the middle. They range anywhere from putting them out, like in rural Colorado, from like $700 to like right in Denver off of the interstate to $5,000 for a okay. month. Um, okay. There's the, And then everything in between. It's, it's, pr- it's, pretty, it's pretty neat. We have a lot of options. Um, if people are interested in donating to our billboard effort, we're going to be getting these rolling out the middle of the month here. But actually, just go to rallyforourrights.com. Right there on our website, in our big banner, it just there's one of our billboards is right there. It's a women's rights one, actually. Okay, cool. All right. So I other- would I would recommend a video camera focusing on your board so you could catch these assholes when they climb up there and 
and, and start and uh, laugh. It happens in places. No, yeah. no, 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 said something was and then it doesn't make the news until the butthead gets up there and, and paints uh, uh, I'm, I'm pink or whatever the hell they do. And then it's all funny and amusing to the to the press. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point, Walter. Maybe put an electric fence around it so they get electrified when they fall off. I mean, no, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, part of that is we want to we want to put uh, put these up in areas where they'd be highly visible, like, you know, hopefully one off or right off of Interstate I-25 here in Colorado would be a great spot. High visibility. And, you know, people would be seen doing that. It wouldn't be a, there's no dead time of day there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And traffic is so miserable on I-25. Pretty much half the time, everyone's just sitting there anyways, waiting to go, you know, <laughs> plenty of yeah. time to read, take pictures, share it on Snapchat. You think yeah. the, the, sign, the sign companies will resist? They actually, so I've talked to, to several of them, and some of them are actually very supportive of what we're doing. Okay. Um, so no, we, we definitely haven't run into a whole lot of that. Colorado is pretty libertarian uh, when it comes to firearms here. Definitely blue on social issues. There's some things like that. You know, it's very diverse. But when it comes to firearms, Democrats have actually, they'll, they'll stand up and support their firearm rights here. Okay. Very good. All right. I don't know if there's any other things. I mean, I think um, we, we can we can obviously keep talking about this. But what I wanted to do was get to some things since it's Friday that we haven't uh, talked about. I know last night, if you if anyone missed this uh, last night, we had uh, Microtech on here. You know, we had Corey from Microtech and we were talking knives and stuff like that. So we didn't have an opportunity to get real deep into the Second Amendment and guns and things like that. So which, you know, we need to do every now and then. But so we're going to try to like hit all of those things today if we can. Um, I just shared this in the chat everywhere so people can see it. Uh, this is from The Hill. I'm going to read this headline. Supreme Court agrees to hear illegal immigrants appeal of gun charge. OK, first thing, <laughs> there should be no Supreme Court saying for somebody who here is here illegally. Yeah, well, it's interesting. The Supreme how do you Court doesn't get even the want right to hear to gun stuff. How, what, how, yeah. What's going on? They don't want to hear gun stuff, but they want to hear this. That's interesting. Yeah, right. Well, how? Yeah, they don't want to. They don't make any things on the Second Amendment, but they want to. They're going to go off for some illegal. No. Yeah. So here, yeah, let me just go through this article real quick. Everyone could read this. The Supreme Court on Friday agreed to hear an appeal from an immigrant in the country illegally who was convicted of unlawfully possessing a gun. Hamid Mohammed. Ahmed Ali. Oh, okay. Rehaif. Are you playing that one? <laughs> a, citizen, a citizen of the United I'm States, Arab Aramid, has asked the justices to decide if the government must prove both that he knowingly possessed a firearm and am ammunition, and he knew he was unlawfully in the United States. Uh, Rahif had been a student at the Florida Institute of Technology, but was academically dismissed in January 2015. As a result, his immigration status in the U.S. was canceled in February that year. So that's interesting. This is interesting. These guys are uh, taking this up. What do you guys what do you all think about this? How is that even a Supreme Court worthy case? Yeah. What, why, I, are we, yeah why are they even dealing with something like this? I don't know. It's interesting. Well, I Think, I mean, I, I need a little bit more information. So, was he here? He's here illegally, right? That could <laughs> yeah. be overstate a visa, is what I'm assuming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, to me, and actually, this is kind of an interesting conversation that I have with people all the time that want to um, talk about how the Second Amendment is not, you know, I, I have a lot of libertarian friends who are not, I, I, they're sort of like not sure about the Constitution. They're like, the Constitution 
just a piece of paper. Well, you know, the Constitution has allowed us a whole lot of rights to do the things that we, like myself and Jason, have done since we started Rally for Our Rights. But at the same time, they argue that the the right to keep and bear arms is an, 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 is an inalienable, inalienable right, right? Mm-hmm. So this is our God-given right to self-defense. So this is where I believe that this whole conversation, whether or not it's the Supreme Court's job to be mm-hmm. the deciders of God, but who are the deciders? So, I mean, mm-hmm. I think this comes down to who has a right to who has a right to keep and bear arms in the United States? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I think that there are um, two completely um, different things going on there, because, yes, I think everyone does have the right to defend themselves. I believe in that. I think this case with this guy is that he set off some he set off some alarms. There were things going on and the, and the cops decided to check in on him. And when they and when they checked on it, when they checked in on him, he had these he had this gun. All this kind of stuff went down. And so that's why that's why we're here having the conversation. I'm just wondering how this all got floated to the front. You know what's going on. I, I you know, I, I'm with you if I'm right. Just tell me if I'm wrong or right here, because you're saying that people should have the right to defend themselves. And if this was someone defending themselves, whether they were illegal, legal in America, outside of America, that's one thing versus something else. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it goes down to I mean, I'm a constitutionalist and I have this conversation. I love kind of like intellectual, deep conversations about the Constitution, because many of the things that we've done are have. We've had protection to do what we do. We, we, we rally hundreds of armed people in the streets in Boulder, Colorado without a permit. The only reason we can do that is because we have the Constitution. So I, I'm a firm believer in the Constitution, but I'm also a firm believer in the God, our God-given rights. And one of those is the right to keep and bear arms, even if you're not using it for self-defense. So to me, I think that this, this whole conversation can go, go two different ways. But is is this person constitutionally protected simply because he's not an American citizen? That's where you start to get into this whole conversation about the Bill of Rights, which turns gets pretty intellectual and, and long. Mm-hmm. Well, first yeah, thing, think, first thing is here. Uh, hold on one second. One second. Walter, definitely answer. I got to go answer the door. I don't think Lola's okay. here. Okay. So I'm going to mute this. You guys take over for a sec. Go. Oh, I just don't see how it gets to the Supreme Court when he's here illegally. Just deport him. It's done. Yeah, I agree. Done. Finished. Over. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) He is illegally. Right. Uh, That's the first thing. I see your point. You know, you should have the right to defend yourself, uh, but not as an illegal alien. I mean, I'm not saying you can't defend yourself. What I'm saying is he should just be deported and that should be the end. That would have fixed the whole problem. Charges are relevant. What's relevant is he's not supposed to be here. Right. You know, okay, we'll use this as a prime example. Student visa student here from Brazil. Should he have the right to defend himself? (laughs) Absolutely. As long as he's, he's legally here for a permit, because he is here legally through with his student visa. I mean, well, what do you guys think on that? Well, well, so I mean, to say that because he's here illegally means he doesn't have the right to own a firearm. Then you're saying that that's no longer a God-given right; that that's a constitutional right, which is fine. I believe it's a God-given right. So maybe the answer here should be, or the question should really be, why should the charge be a firearms-related charge? Or no. should it simply be that he's here illegally and he needs deported? Right. Because those are those are two different charges and they're two different solutions. No, I do agree with you. I think he should have the right to self-defense. Anybody should have the right to self-defense at all. No questions asked. But he I broke mean, the law by being here illegally. I should have the right to carry a blade or a bat or whatever I needed to protect myself. Yeah. I mean, um, but, but also- I, think, I think with the complication of that, 
I think the gun part, I think he should have the right to defend himself, but I also think that he's here illegally, so he should be deported. So, I agree with Walter on that. All right, so, so here goes. Here, here's the guy should have the right to protect himself. Why, here, why here, here's what happens. One person can and one person can't. I, I do agree with you on that. What happens if the Supreme Court says, yeah, okay, he does? So he's still here illegally. Hey, he's still here illegally. primary charge. Yeah, no, I believe this guy was a student. And then because yeah, but, because he got arrested or whatever, his, his status got um, his, his status was changed. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, the whole, a lot of, I think there's more to this. Yeah, the the whole question here that. is, did he do something wrong? Did he threaten another? Did he threaten a student? What was it he did wrong? And if that changed his status, then, OK, his status was changed. But if his status was changed because he felt for whatever reason he needed to defend himself, for sure. That's something that that these guys need to figure out. Here's what here's what I'm curious about. I'm sure this is not the only, um, you know, situation that's happening here. Why did this one float up to the top? Why did this specific guy from Saudi Arabia, why is he so important and this thing floated who's, up to the top? I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but I'm just curious about who's it. Who's financing it? Yeah, yeah I was, because I was lawyer, lawyers aren't all cheap. Connections. That's, he's got the right connections. Yeah, lawyers, yeah. as we all know, are not yeah. cheap. So, um, yeah. yeah, because we can't get the Supreme Court to me. look at Second Amendment issues right now, right? We can't get them to look question. at it. Come across the board. Yeah. Somebody's here on a work visa and they asked me if they can get a concealed weapons permit. Of course, I told them what the legalities were. No, you cannot. Now, they can purchase the gun and have a gun. They can't conceal carry. Now, they can leave in their vehicle in the state of Florida. But I do agree with you, Leslie. Why should a student here have not have the right to defend themselves? They're in our country legally, and they should have the capability. If they can get a driver's license, they, why can't they get a concealed weapons permit? I, I do agree with you on that. Why can't that person defend themselves? Yeah, Razor JB says his status changed when he left school 30 days, something like that. So I guess, you know, something like that happened to change his status. Yeah, I'm just curious about it. Like, why did this particular one float up? Why is the Supreme Court looking at it? I'm I don't not, know. I don't know whether or not it's a good or bad thing. If it if it's uh, favorable for the Second Amendment, okay, fine. You know, I'm just wondering exactly what's going on there. So I thought it would be something interesting. Well, I think, it could be, I think it could be favorable, to be honest with you, because one of the things I think so important right now is to pull in the other side and make them defend the Second Amendment. And, you know, I mean, this is talking strictly, I mean, total political ploy here. But mm -hmm. the, the fact that we're talking about an illegal immigrant who suddenly doesn't have the right to, to keep and bear arms, well, mm -hmm. all of a sudden you could end up with people left the ACLU popping up and saying, well, hey, actually he does. Well, then let's have this whole conversation. Let's open up the whole door to, to this conversation right here. Yeah. So po politics, politics wise, it could actually be a good thing. Yeah. As to why, I would just say connections. Yeah. Um, uh, so Richard Hughes keeps screaming, Gorn. Richard, here's my message to you. Shut it. Shut it. <laughs> we're going to, we can show, we can show some guns, but come on, we're having a good conversation. Richard, don't be Richard. Richard, by the way, is just a troublemaker. So I, stopped, you, I had to, I had to go to the we door to you. get a gun. So we'll I'll show that gun. Does, does he need I'll a gun in frame? Here. Yeah, I guess here. Richard needs a gun somewhere in the thing. There we go. Otherwise, you know, he doesn't know what to do with himself. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right. So let's see. I don't know if there's any other issues. 
of the day out there you guys would like to talk about. Uh, yes, Florida did uh, get rid of Ron DeSantis, the sheriff from Broward County. No, you guys have Israel. any uh, opinions? Uh, I'm sorry. Why did I say Ron DeSantis? Yeah, the governor, Ron DeSantis, got rid of Sheriff Israel from Broward County. And he's crying foul and, you know, like the like the like the. Like the voter lady down there, her that this judge says her constitutional rights are violated. Yeah, um, she broke the law by destroying ballots. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, her ass should be sitting in a courtroom being arraigned. Yeah, there should be some federal <laughs> investigations going on with no, her. Let's you know arraignment. That's what should yeah. be going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you, what do you do? You guys have any uh, comment on this? You guys following Florida politics that closely? Well, we've been following Parkland since the beginning. Um, I think he should have been fired a long time ago. Uh, that, that whole the whole Parkland incident could have been prevented um, if if the local police had had done their job, if the FBI had done their job, if the school had done their job. So all those failures led up to Parkland. It wasn't a gun. Uh, that caused that. It was systematic failures that allowed this kid to slip through the cracks and kill people. Yeah, I agree with that. Leslie? Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that, you know, we've, we've really been pushing to the forefront. Um, you know, one thing that we talk about when we talk to, to people who are on the left or on the other side or the opposition from us is we always go back to this idea that we we all agree on one thing that the core of all of this we agree on, these tragedies are horrible and none of us want them to happen, but this, our solutions are different. And it's interesting to kind of start that conversation on what you agree on and then break it apart because you can really start to then talk about the failures in, in Florida. And I'll be like, I'll, I'll be really, really harsh with these people sometimes. And in my opinion, the government in Florida has blood on their hands. Oh the, yeah, they do. Heck yeah, they do. <laughs> and, and, and when you're talking to the opposition, but it's, if you can, if you can start at that place where you agree, which we do agree, um, you can really have great conversations. And, and we, we did a counter protest back in the summer to the March on the NRA. They had these, uh, at the Capitol here. And there's about 50 of us that went down there to the Capitol and kind of counter protested them. And some of the kids, the organizers came down and talked to us and we had a great conversation with them actually. And when we started breaking down those pieces, the failures of the government, they were like, I mean, like light bulb went on. It was pretty mm -hmm. cool actually. Yeah. So, uh, yeah to me, it's, they never, when, when all this stuff happens, okay. When, when things don't get checked, people don't do their jobs. Those people don't get fired. They don't get there's no repercussion. There's no there's no penalty. They stay right. right in their jobs and everybody's happy. And and it's a gun's fault. Well, it's that's like, why it's nice to see Sheriff Israel getting relieved of uh, command. He's a bootlicker is what yeah. he is. <laughs> he's a bootlicker. Oh, you see the pictures of him with Hillary Clinton and this one and that one. He's a bootlicker. Yeah. Um, there, there, there were things that he did after forget, like there were things he did before this. He should have definitely been fired for There's things he did afterwards that he, that he, sh that he should have been fired for. So I think justly he was fired. Um, I wish that Rick Scott would have just done that instead of pushing gun control on us. Uh, to Leslie's point, I think that the thing that we can all agree on is that our children are at risk. Our children are at risk in schools, and there's things that we could do to, pre to prevent that. There's many things that we could do to prevent that, and we should do those things instead of going, hey, this tool, we need to take these tools out of the hands of people, because if we agree that our children are at risk, there's lots of things in the world that could do damage to them. Or, or what, what I think is even worse is the fact that we're going to sit here and we're going to say, 
we look at all these laws that failed. Look at all these laws that have failed these kids in these tragic shootings, or not just kids, but adults in different places, yeah. like what happened in, in uh, Thousand Oaks. Um, these laws are, have failed. So why is the answer to create more laws? Or why, to redo yeah, this? Why on earth would that be the answer? Or it's like with the, the answer. with the assault weapons ban stuff, bring that back. It's like this magazine is so dangerous. Oh my God! Look at that magazine. It's gonna, it's just gonna kill and maim and everything else. It's like, come on, it didn't do it. It didn't do it in 1994. It's not gonna do it now. <laughs> so it's crazy. Yeah. By the way, I'm just pulling out some guns because people like oh. Richard need to see guns and stuff like that. So. All right, Richard, here's I a gun. I have a bunch of little girls at my house We understand. We understand, Leslie. Okay, there you go. NAA. Go ahead. Show it again. Show it again. <laughs> oh, what do you got there? Right? Magnum. Okay, there you go. Um, Here, hold, I, on, Richard, hold on, hold on. Oh down. boy, Air, oh, okay. a bigger one. There you go. There you go. Much better. I'm muscling you, duck. Yeah. Duck. There you go. <laughs> okay, Walter's throwing up some guns for anyone who wants to see some guns. There we go. Yeah. Oh, and, and for just for everybody, this is real gun news because. Fresh from Safety Harbor Firearms is the oh, compact yeah. entry stock for the Streetbog SP981, by the way. Yeah. Um, I need to give you this thing. It's so nice. And yeah. the tail hook version. Yes, yes. absolutely. We're yeah. going we're gonna to have a good conversation from Walter here on that in a second. And also, Walter and I are going to get together tomorrow and put up some videos. So this is my Sentry Arms uh, clone. What is this? What is, what is this thing? Like a G43 or something? A uh, G3. Is it a G3? 308 or a G3? Uh, that's a G3. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is a tractable this, stock. This is a semi auto HK33. Oh, okay. semi auto. This is a Century Arms one, too. So. Lots of showing off going on here, Leslie. I'm bringing that tomorrow, too. Henry. Hey, I like it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> like the male gun bunnies. I watched that segment earlier. Like, oh, oh you're, you're, you're all about it. Okay, you're such so, a sexist. Come on. I, wish there was more. I want like a whole male gun bunny Facebook page. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's not miss this opportunity. Leslie, tell us what you want in your male gun bunny. Um, yeah, what's a, what's a male gun bunny? Do does you? he need to have a mohawk? Um, a beard? <laughs> big, big, big. Thing. Big buckle. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, six pack. I, I think men with firearms are attractive, so oh, I'm pretty okay. easy to please. <laughs> At least you <laughs> you I think That's there's awesome. I think there's actually a big a, a whole market for that. Okay, Leslie, are you seriously don't don't say this because there's a lot of dudes out there that will start. <laughs> you already like, said you're single. Yeah, you already said you're single. If you just say that all a dude needs to have is a gun, you're going to start a snowstorm <laughs> right, of, yeah. of, uh, of male of new male gun buddies coming in your direction. <laughs> so you're saying all it takes is the guns, huh? Just the dude. Well, and you know, be attractive, or you know, yeah. I, I don't, you know, honestly, it, it would be it would be kind of fun. There was a. There was a whole, there was a thread recently about the gun bunny women and, you know, people were like, this is the wrong way to spread the message about gun rights and all this thing, all this stuff. And, and you know what I did? I, I, hit, I hit up Google and I found all the, the male gun and bunny pictures, which are actually aren't very many. And I started just posting them. Like, on this whole Wait, thread. hold on a second. Are there actually male gun bunnies? 
Yeah, if you if you look up, you know, hot man with firearms or hot man with guns. Um, you know what's funny? I've never looked. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe right that. Don't lie, Hank. Don't lie. <laughs> you know where you know where you find a lot of them is Pinterest. Pinterest, really? Okay. Yeah. They have like their their male gun bunny Pinterest yeah. board. <laughs> That's where you will see Walter. That's where Walter. What's your name on Pinterest? Where you do the I, male I, gun bunny I, thing? I, I, I know nothing. <laughs> Okay, that's interesting. I, I didn't know, you know. Uh, who do you think is a sexy gun guy out there? Anyone, you know? Um, well, all the guys I work with, right? You know? Oh, okay. All right. All right. Good, good, good answer. Um, it's your equal opportunity. I have a hard time just naming somebody, um, but, there, um, but there's definitely, you know, yeah. doing what I do, you definitely get to know some people, and, and uh, they're pretty great. So oh, okay. they're, they're, they're sexy, and they're smart, and, and they're good with firearms. Okay, good, good stuff, good stuff. Okay, outside of firearms, what do guys have to have in your, you know, we've got you here, you're you're a woman, obviously. Outside of the gun thing, what do guys need to have to be, uh, you know, interesting to you? For us as guys, we're real simple. So, you know, I, I just want to know from the woman's point of view, what do you think? Um, you know, for me, I think one of the things that, that I find most attractive in a man is, um, is, being able to have an intellectual conversation about things beyond football, you know, or sports, but be able to say, you know, or even just beyond just, I love shooting my gun, but I, but let's talk about why you care about your rights. To me, that's just a very, very sexy, attractive thing. Um, is, is the understanding of freedom and liberty in this country and then how that can tie into other things such as, such as firearms or gun rights. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a huge one for me. I, I have a really hard time <laughs> dating anybody that, that can't have that conversation with me because I'm so passionate about it. Oh, okay. Is um, there, is there a dating thing for gun guys? Sorry, Walter. I just want to no, ask that's this, all right. no, no, this no. one last question and then we'll get to you. <laughs> write it down, Walter, write it down. Is there, <laughs> is there a dating thing for gun people? Cause, and I'm asking this as a serious question. I have friends that are single and the one thing that they tell me, it is really hard to have relationships being a gun person, someone that believes in the second amendment, because we're almost taboo. We're under attack in America where, we're, where people look at us as being bad people because we believe in the second amendment and we have guns. Right. So, um, you know, I, I don't know that there is, I mean, there probably is, but it's probably not very popular. At one time, <laughs> a girlfriend of mine, we were, we were going to start a Facebook singles group called uh, armed and available. And stuff like that. Yeah, so I like it. I like it. Yeah, I hope you. I hope you copyrighted <laughs> that. Women to join it too. The men yeah. wouldn't scare them off, but there are a lot of single women out there who support firearms. Yes, yeah. yes. Please, women out there that support the firearms and you're single, don't let the guys out there also be single and lonely. I know. Listen, it's tough yeah. to be. It's not a good thing to be lonely in this. You world, know, you get right? together and clean each other gun, each other's guns. Come on. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. There. I. I know this is going to sound sexist. I'm sure there's some women that would just get the dude just to clean the guns for them. <laughs> yeah. There's some people that don't that like cleaning guns. <laughs> yeah. You know. Okay. Cool. Walter, what is the question that you want? No, it to wasn't ask? a question. It was just kind of back on the, uh, on the whole thing about. Uh, I think a lot of people lack historical. Um education on why there's a second amendment mm-hmm. um or they don't have any family members that came from a country but or they don't have a family member or family members that came from a family or from a country where they took the guns away and 
and pointed guns at them. So I think they mm -hmm. need to learn about why we have the Second Amendment and the origins of that. And, and not from a video game or, or a, a school. The schools don't teach that stuff anymore because um, <laughs> it's, it's too scary, I guess. And it's not but, just a man macho related thing. I mean, we're, you know, I'm a guy. So and I'm kind of like, uh, you know. I'm kind of macho. I, I can't help it. I was born like this. Macho, I, was, macho, I was born hey. with this deep, sexy voice and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> hey, but anyway, the thing is, it, it's not just a male related thing. Look at Nigeria with uh, the Boko Haram g going after the girls in these villages and stuff. And one of the ways to deal with that is to let, have those women be able to defend themselves. Right. And this is not just for Nigeria. It's all over the world. It's in America as well. So, yeah. You know, yep, th this yep, is yep. why people need to understand that you need to be able to defend yourself. Look, we were talking about um, I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about the sheriff. Right. There's no actual legal requirement for law enforcement to save you. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Hank, well, I've been saying there's no one is, you know, I, I kind of segue off of that when I talk about gun rights, because, you know, while the police aren't obligated for your safety whatsoever, uh, you know, you're you're the only person that's responsible for protecting your rights as well. Mm -hmm. And so the, as an individual, and nobody's yeah. going to do that for you, just like yeah. the cops aren't going to be responsible for your safety. Yeah. And, and the thing is like in the, in the case of what's happening in a lot of these places, you know, um, it, it, in Parkland, for example, and other places, the police there are not responsible to save your kids. And this is a really interesting question because if no one is responsible for that, then who the hell is? Yeah, if they're not going to come running in when the, all the hell breaks loose, then you are. You are. You're and if you well, if you show up with a gun and start to run in, they'll shoot you. Well, this is why we need to address these things. We need to fix it. We need to deal with these things in multiple ways. If police are not responsible, then let let people go to schools and guard their children. Let people <laughs> voluntarily do that. Let the teachers that are there that want to do that to have do the that. ability to do it. Yeah, people used to do that. They used to protect our kids and sit at school. Yeah, I saw some pictures back in the 50s when they were having problems with riding and stuff. People would sit in front of the school with shotguns and stuff and keep people from going in the school where their kids were at. And no one said anything. Yeah. I, think, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead, Hank. No, I was going to say, I think force, you know, force helps. Right. If you have the ability to apply force, it helps you when you, you know, in lots oh, of different man. cases. So what's up? Richard, Richard Hughes is bringing up the thing about a good guy getting shot by the cops. Is he being, are you being, are you being sarcastic? Cause they just had the guy, the, the good guy the, that happened to be black that was shot by the cops. Yeah, right? That's um, exactly. In fact, he was a security guard, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, of course, I think there's been some incidents with black guys who were good guys and they got shot by the, by yeah, the cops. Yeah. But other good guys have been shot by the cops. If you take a CCW course, um, they usually tell you, you know, be careful in these situations. Yeah. And remember that you're not a police officer, <laughs> yeah. you know, so because you have a CCW, if you're not in danger, you don't need to rush in if you see cops going to do something. Because, yes, this is a situation that does happen. It has happened. So I'm not sure what Richard is talking about, but Richard is crazy. <laughs> Just trying to say if you don't already know that. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think it's time to touch the ammo again. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> so hey, the, the biggest challenge is how do you take that message to people that aren't in your circles and talk um, to people about school safety, you know, and, and, and these points, how do you get them outside of the echo chambers is probably the biggest challenge in our world. 
Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Who has a, who yeah, has an answer? I don't know. I mean, um, I think well, we've been trying to do it. Go ahead. That's what we've been doing with Rally for Our Rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the biggest goals that we have is, um, and it's one of my favorite things to do actually is, is to talk to people, is, is to try to reach people who are in the middle. Because when you look at the tragedies that are creating these problems we're having with gun rights and laws and whatnot today anyways, at this point in time, is, you know, as a parent, and I'm sure any other parents can understand this, with kids in school, these are things that we worry about. We, we are concerned that this could happen in our child's school. I empathize and I understand why parents want answers and solutions. What needs to happen is that our side needs to be part of that conversation. Gun owners have had this, and, and gun rights groups and the whole nine yards, they have had this attitude for so long that is you don't join that conversation. We we have our conversation, they have theirs. Mm-hmm. The problem is <laughs> we are not part of that conversation. We can't offer the solution. And we've been doing things with Rally for Our Rights that we have been told by everybody else, you just don't do. You know okay. what? <laughs> I'm not doing what I've been told I shouldn't do. So what are those things? Can you list some of those things? Can you list some of those things for us that people will tell that you're doing that people say, hey, gun guys don't do this? Uh, sure. I mean, I mean, even the Women's March is a good example. I mean, <laughs> when, when a gun rights group get together and say, let's go to Women's March. We, ha- we have to become part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that happened here, a town just outside of Boulder after they passed their assault weapons ban, um, Longmont, they actually had the town, the town of Longmont, which is like 120,000 people, um, and 10 churches in the town put together a gun, a gun violence discussion. And it was at this big, you know, uh, uh, you know, city of Longmont Museum and this great big auditorium. And it was going to be this discussion about gun violence. And they wanted to invite people from all walks of life and all parts of the conversation. Now, those are things that normally people in the gun community would avoid like the plague. Okay. <laughs> you want to go in there and talk to these gun grabbers about why we should have our rights and why they should quit infringing on them. Well, we decided to do the exact opposite. We decided this was something that you signed up for online. They had 120 spaces. Mm-hmm. We decided to try to get our people out to this event. You know what ended up happening? <laughs> we ended up being about 70%. Yes. About 70% of the people who showed up there. And our group is, is very young. We have a lot of young people in our group and a lot of women. The only people out of those 120 who did not have gray hair were us. No offense to people with gray hair. <laughs> but oh, none like, taken, none taken. The rest of them were these gun grabbing baby boomers. That's who showed up to be mm-hmm. part of this conversation. Now, uh, had, had we not joined in that conversation, what would have come out of it? Yeah, you 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 missed the opportunity. You give up the opportunity. Go ahead, Walter. What did you want to say? I was gonna say a lot of old hippies. Yeah. Um I always like that phrase gun violence. The gun doesn't do any violence. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when you say the gun is Violent. the problem, it's not the, it, that it's, it's easy to say the gun's a problem. You don't want to call little Johnny the problem or yeah. little Susie the problem. Right. And I think that's what. OK, so so um, there we go. Uh, Trey's throwing up propaganda. his uh, propaganda badge. Oh, I think that's what Leslie is saying. So if they call if they have this conversation about gun violence 
And we just sit that out because we don't like them using the word gun violence. And we don't go there and become part of the conversation and say, you know what, guys, the whole premise of this, the whole gun violence part of this, you guys are missing out on something. A gun is a tool. It's a it's an inanimate object until a human being picks it up, makes it dangerous and then destroys other human beings or property or whatever with it. Right. Someone has to actually instead of I'm not saying that you're doing this, Walter, but I'm saying instead of hearing that and going, oh, they said gun violence. I'm not talking to them. <laughs> that's no, what I'm a lot just, of, that's what Leslie is saying. I'm, I'm not just saying, saying about that, 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 yeah. that the terminology is that's that's one of their keywords. That's like yeah. or, it is. And, and actually, at the very end of this whole event, um, they get, they actually opened up. They did open mic, which was really cool for us. Right? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. I think you went up and spoke. I mean, I, I mm -hmm. even did. But yeah. there was a gentleman that went up and spoke on our on, from our side, <laughs> and he went up there. And you know what he said? And I I, I I love this so much. Is he said he said you guys you guys call this a gun violence problem. What you're not understanding is that this is a violence problem. Yep. It's not a gun violence problem. It's a violence problem. It's happening with weapons of all kinds. It's happening with fists. There is a society problem surrounding violence. And you're attaching it to guns because it's an agenda. And it was really powerful the way he put it, that this isn't a gun violence problem. This is a violence problem. Right. And I mean, people's minds, you know, they woke up that night. I'll be honest with you. We changed some minds. Yeah, go ahead, Walter. Yeah, right. It's it's not it's not a gun problem. It's a violence problem, and it's an over medication problem, and it's a it's a well, oh, it's it's a pity problem. Oh, poor oh, poor so and so. We can't do anything to do help him, you know. And but let's just blame it on the gun because it doesn't have any. <laughs> it doesn't uh, it doesn't vote or it doesn't uh, it doesn't um, you know move out of the house or anything like that. So you know, yeah, well, absolutely. That, that Back to them using this gun, the gun violence, which I, I totally agree that gun violence is just a made up term. But they're using the gun violence term to um, to perpetuate control. It's about, it's about control, about gun control. So the, the ultimate right. behind it is about control. Yeah, and they're using the fact that there's a violence problem to attach it to a firearm. Yeah, I think they want to stigmatize the guns, the word gun. However you want to put it, you know, if you want to say gun, well, weapons, whatever. When you look at the facts, more people are killed with, with blunt objects and hammers and stuff like that but hammers are not very exciting are they no no and it's, it's a lot harder to demagogue <laughs> with uh with about hammers yeah yeah i'm sorry go ahead trey i know i know that you kill three times more people than guns do also yeah no, well, I agree it's not it's not it, what it is it's, what it is to get back to it it's never the gun it's the human being a human being will use whatever they can use against you but that's period. not the narrative that they're pushing and jamie's right if we're not out there defending ourselves who's standing in that okay if 70 percent of that meeting they hadn't been there for 70 percent the meeting 100 percent of that meeting would have been negative people and maybe other people were there not sure and now they go, oh, none of the gun people showed up, so I don't like guns either. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that's a good thing point. Is, there were Longmont City Council members at that meeting, and they were paying attention. And yeah, so we, we actually got kind of mad we were there. My friends, she's a super liberal. She's very liberal, but she likes to shoot. And so she's more libertarian, I guess. She's more middle of the road, kind of like you, Leslie. And uh, she tells me she, when when she brings up that conversation around her her liberal college friends, they attack her. But she's like, she she defends guns and gun owners. 
she says, I've been around a lot of gun guys. They're super nice. They help me out. They take time to teach me how to shoot. They take time to talk to me. And what do you guys do? All you do is turn around and bash me and create problems and bash all these people. But they're really nice people and they're good people. And and you these know? are these are the folks that are supposed to be open, open minded, and 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 accept other people's way of life and such. You right? know that's crap. Right, right, right. That's that. That's yeah. that bunch. Right, fly the flags but and we don't, and you do all we gotta stuff. step yeah. up and play ball. Yeah, we gotta we gotta gotta change their minds or at least not change their minds, but let them understand that you know we're okay. You got three hundred million people shooting every weekend in the United States. And one guy does violence. Well, I mean, that's how. Uh, that's like holding up cars. You know, you got millions of people driving every weekend, but one guy runs over some guy. Well, let's just get rid of cars because they're. Let's get rid of doctors. Look how many doctors kill people. Doctors are So let's get rid of politicians. That's who we get rid of first. We got to fight. Fight for the ranges. Fight mm -hmm. for your gun rights. Yeah, uh, they, they're making these laws. They are. They do have forms when they do these laws. Who's showing up? Two gun guys. That I mean, come on, the city council members. They want to be voted in again too. We yeah. show up in force, and it, it could be the same seventy people every time. They're not going to know the difference. We need to step up to the plate. Yeah, and I think everyone out there can get involved in a different way. Everyone has a role to play in this, okay? Um, not everyone has to be a YouTuber. Not everyone has to start an organization, um, you know, like Leslie and Jason. You know, you guys don't have to. Do, everyone has to play a part. Sometimes we need people to just show up, sit in the seat, voice your opinion, all that kind of stuff. I, I think that it's necessary for everyone to play a part in this. Vote, just call the politicians. There. Yeah, you know, um, Leslie, that was a good one. Uh, give, hit us with another one while we've got time here. Uh, other ways to uh, reach out yeah. and become part of the solution. Yes. Um, you'll become become part of the answer. I always, I, I, that, the solution's a little bit more of a hard word. Um, I would say answer, because that's what people want is the answer. They want an answer to this these, these problems. Um, you know, another one here in Colorado, we have Faster Colorado, which is about arming teachers. Um, and what, what FASTER does, and I'm actually, we, we work closely with FASTER because they're just a fantastic organization. And what they do is they uh, hold, well, Colorado, first of all, Colorado, we already have a Colorado revised statutes here on the books that allows teachers to conceal carry on school grounds with permission of the school board. The reason we have that is we have so many rural areas that if you have a tragedy, if you have one of these horrible situations happen, as you guys know, it's going to take 20, 30 minutes for police to even arrive. Mm -hmm. uh, so we already have had this in the books for a very long time. We're starting to tap into this now that we're starting to say, how can we utilize this to actually get teachers armed in some of these these schools where this is more likely to happen. And so what FASTER does is it works with teachers and school boards who want to implement this type of a program. And it does, I mean, I'm talking such high end, such intense tactical training. It's an entire program that they put teachers through for free. If they can't afford it, if the school can't afford it, money's no object. You can come through this program for free. It's, I think it's three days. Um, and, and when you when you graduate from this class, you have to actually pass a tactical exam that is even more strict than what law enforcement has to pass. But it also includes um, a whole day of like trauma training, psychological training. So imagine you're a teacher and you're in these, 
one of these situations where you have an active shooter that's there. And now you've learned the deep concealment techniques, you've learned, you've learned uh, tactical techniques, um, you've learned psychological techniques. How can you talk this student out of doing it? And then you've learned trauma so you can actually save lives. Even if you're in that situation as a teacher and you, and you realize that you don't have what it takes to actually take a shot at a student that you may have known and loved since kindergarten, um, you at least have the ability to save lives. And, and so a faster is something that we've been, we've actually done. And this is again, going back to the idea that we're not just speaking to the choir. We actually rented a, a big room at the library and we did a faster presentation and uh, people from the community. And there were actually some moms demand action people who came and sat through this. And some school board members came and sat through it. Teachers came and sat through it. And then just parents came and sat and learned for this two hour presentation about what this entails. You know, before you just stop and you say, no, more guns is not the answer. Let's at least stop and listen. Let's listen to what they're saying and what the suggestion, like, is this something that I could get behind? By the end of this, pretty much everyone there, I mean, the mom's demand action person was like, her only question was like, well, do you feel this could be that teachers will shoot people because of their race? I remember that's, that question. She said, do you think teachers will shoot more black children um, or would shoot disproportionately more black students? I have an answer question. for that. I have an answer for that. If if the school or the school board zone, whatever it is, if the school has teachers that will shoot the kids because they're black or Latino or whatever, why the hell do they have those teachers working there in the first place? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a that's a separate issue. If the, you know, I mean, come on now. But yeah, that's, uh, that's one of those for you, Leslie. Go ahead. I've What's done something, I, I've done something similar in my area, but not as elaborate. Uh, I did free concealed weapons classes for teachers or any school board member, and then we do combat medic courses where we bring in 82nd Airborne medic and he teaches the classes. I've done free medic classes, too, for teacher or school board members. I mean, I've had some turnout, but it sounds like you had a lot better turnout. How did you generate that to get more people to turn out? Because I really have put it out there, but not a lot of people have bitten on it as hard as much as I thought they would. Well, I mean, so we use we utilize a few different um, just a few different ways as far as marketing goes. Um, I own an Internet marketing business, so marketing is my life anyways. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really so that's part of the reason Rally for Our Rights has actually grown so fast is because we 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 can we can implement all of this stuff, things that you would pay somebody thousands upon thousands of dollars to do for you. I just do for free because it's what I do for a living. Um, but, but but some of it doesn't even require money. I mean, I'll say some of the first events we've done, we didn't even spend a penny on. Um, we use Facebook uh, Facebook events. So we always create a Facebook event public. And, and, the, and then what we do, I mean, if you want to ever create a Facebook event for um, one of your classes, one of your, your, you know, whatever your cause it happens to be, one of the things I always tell people is to create conversation in that event. So you don't want to just create an event and ignore it. You want to actually on a daily basis have people posting in there. You see, you know, the stories out of Parkland, post those into the event. So you literally just make your event seem really, really exciting. 
Um, wow. And everybody's super interested. And as soon as somebody's interested, everybody's interested. Welcome to society. Um, yeah. we, we do a lot of that kind of stuff. We also printed out flyers. We had flyers hanging up all over town. Um, every billboard there, or every uh, bulletin board there was available. We had a flyer on. Um, yeah. We do email marketing to get the word out that way. I do a lot of radio. Um, I've, I'm well connected with a lot of our conservative talk radio hosts. And I can pretty much just get on the radio whenever I want. So I, I utilize all of that. We have a pretty, pretty strong marketing kind of idea that we do. Jason and I have done a lot of radio together. Um, but yeah, so then that's kind of where it is. But the big thing is, is you have to get out of your choir. You have to quit talking to the choir. You have to figure out how to get outside your box and reach people who are out there who might be interested in this kind of stuff. Okay, very good. Um, Brian Quick, just real quick, I'm going to get this question in. Brian Quick says, does Leslie know the four P's of marketing? Here, I'll tell you the four P's of marketing. Punch, punch, pause, punch. Is the four that, P's like, of marketing. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that was, you know, I just made up the four P's of marketing. Punch, punch, pause, punch again. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Yeah. No, I mean, there probably are some um, specific, <laughs> there's probably a whole thing uh, about that. I, I don't know. I When it comes to me and marketing and I teach some classes and stuff, one of my big mottos is always that it used to be that you had to pay to play. And these days you have to play to play. You have to be part of the conversation. Yes. You cannot pay somebody to do that conversation for you. If you want to be successful at marketing, you have to play. You should be part of it, period. So play, yeah. <laughs> one of the P's. Play, yeah. play, okay. play, play. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> those are the P's. Walter, there was something you wanted to uh, bring up. I, I know that uh, Trey rudely cut you off. No, no, I don't Sorry, Walter. I'm oh, just teasing. Right. I'm just teasing, Trey. You got to jump in there. Did you forget? You forgot about it already. I don't know what, what was I. I don't know what I was talking about. Yeah. No. Okay. Was it food oh. related? No, I already ate. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, the, I think that was a that was a good one that you were saying, Leslie. Um, you know, uh, price, place, promotion, product. Oh, there we go. Brian Quick hit us with it. Price, place, promotion, product. Okay, that sounds no. like. Yeah. Okay. Good. Was there was there another thing? Were there other things that we that could be done? I think the training uh, aspect of it is good for people to think about that tactics and all that kind of stuff. Huh? What's that, Leslie? What do you think? Because Jason and I, and I have worked on this stuff together. Oh, to yeah. Me, it's what I've done for years. So I have a hard time kind of pinpointing how it works. Um, but I think some people like Jason, like Jason and I just met in the beginning of Rally for Our Rights. And I kind of pulled him on board and he's been awesome, but he's definitely learned a lot. So oh, what do you think? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember the first Boulder Rally when we were trying to get people out and there was the, uh, the Colorado Republican conference was going on up at CU, which is not too far from my house. And so what my daughter and I did was we tried to hit people coming in the door and bring attention to what was going on in Boulder, asking if they wanted to attend this rally. And then on the way out, we had so many flyers left over. We just plastered every car yeah, I think in like four or five parking lots there. And it was, I don't care if you like guns or not, you're getting a flyer. Um, and so, you know, a lot of that, you know, has to do with, you know, just getting out of the house. I mean, you won't you won't reach everyone sitting sitting behind your computer, but it really is a huge tool. Um, like Leslie does amazing marketing. Um, like she said, she does it for a living. And then a lot of it has to do with just um, encouraging people to get some boots on the ground and, and get out and volunteer some of their time 
uh, towards getting other gun owners active. Yeah, I think this is a hearts and mind war. You know, we're joking around. I can see that people making um, making up their own peas or maybe they're correct. I can see people saying like uh, proper planning prevents poor posture, <laughs> you know, pay, play, please, plunder, all kinds of things like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Crackbot said placement, power, precision, pairs. But I, I think at the end of the day, what we're doing here, this is a hearts and mind. We need people to realize that this is very important. And if we just sit back, we're not going to realize how horrible this is until it's way, way too late. Yeah. yeah. You know, and one other thing that we do, too, um, to try to reach the public, because that should always be the goal is to reach the public, um, is we do when we do our rallies, which we've done, I don't know, 12 now in 10 months. I don't even know. We've done so many um, and they're very well attended. And, you know, we we're, it's always keep the partisan politics at home. Keep your Trump flags at home. This is about the Second Amendment. Let's keep it focused. Right. Um but we do them on the streets. We do street demonstrations. We don't we don't rent a park or an amphitheater or go to the Capitol or have, you know, amplifying equipment. We literally just say we're going to get out on the streets. We're going to be lining the streets with signs and letting people who drive by read those signs and realize there is a controversy happening in this country right now. And you, you don't you don't get that same exposure when you do it in the park. You get that when you do it on the streets. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a big one, too. And I don't get permits. <laughs> I've, I've gone toe to toe with the city before over permits. I ended up having to get an attorney that threatened to sue them in, in federal court come Monday if they even interfered with us because we don't need a permit. This is our constitutionally protected right to demonstrate on the streets. So we literally rally Using the First Amendment, we rally people for their Second Amendments out into the streets. And don't and don't be afraid to bring your guns. Um, we've had some you know issues about oh no long guns things like this. Uh, to me, it's it's I always tell people this is a family friendly event. Please remember to be safe and responsible. Uh, you know, think through what kind of firearms you choose to use. But you also you do not have to carry. We don't hold open carry events, but open carry is allowed. That encourages other people to join too. Okay. Okay. Very good. Piece of it. Yeah. Very good. Okay. So Trey, um, what do you, what do you think about all these things? Uh, I, I know you had some points that you wanted to insert here. Do you want to. What the, what the open carrier or the. Um... No, I think though, like we're, we're coming towards the end here in general and, and what I think, cause I want to, I want to kind of like link up what you were talking about earlier you know, so far as how it is with you being a range and how and what ranges are going up against and then organizations um, like uh, Rally for Our Rights uh, in Colorado. I think there's a way that we can all get together, network and help each other out. Right. Because we are all a part of this puzzle and we should be working together. Help this guy over here when this thing is going on. And then that guy will help you and these people will help you. What, what do you well, think about that? There is the problem. We don't help each other out. We've talked about this many times before. We're not against each other. We're just not for each other. It's really weird. We're in like pockets of helpful gun owners. I guess it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. So I mean, why is that that we're not? Why is it that we're not networking? Owners, you know, things like that. Um, gun owners like for my range. And I had people in other areas go, I'm sorry. I just don't want to get involved. It's not my fight. And I go, you're a gun owner. If I don't win, you don't get to shoot. You get to sit at home and clean your already clean gun. And he goes, well, I just, I don't feel like I want to get involved. I, all I wanted was an email written written to the county. That's it. 
and he they didn't want to do it. And it's just like I'm like, ah, you know, it is kind of interesting. Quite a few didn't do it. We'll put it yeah. that way. And yeah. all I want was an email. So it, it is interesting dealing with people on this sometimes. So why why is that, and what can we do about that? Because we should. I I don't think everyone could work together. I think that's like you know we don't even need to discuss that. Everyone can't work together. But how come we're not working together as much as maybe I don't know if we you know we did in the past. Walter, you're the old guy here. We're just organized. <laughs> the people ever they're used there. to work together. Yeah, or we should gun get guys, the printing press out. Print the yeah. press. Well, like Jason is saying, like gun guys <laughs> just. Jason got muted. Yeah, no, I think he muted himself. But is it just yeah. that gun guys are like solo kind of people? Yeah, they're just a bunch of individuals. You know, they're like, you know, I can take care of myself. You know, I have my guns. If they come for them, I have my guns, you know, kind of thing. And I, I just don't think that's the right mindset. Uh, I think. I think gun owners do need to reach out to each other and start supporting and talking to each other and talking to non-gun owners and 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 be staying informed of the issues and staying out ahead of them. And you know, I would always encourage every gun owner, whether you know, because that's how I got started with this. Is I saw what was going on and as an individual just decided to start trying to pull people together. Um, it's not easy. It, it's definitely not. There's a lot of work involved, but I think we can do it. Yeah. Um, I think we just I think we need to find a way to leave as much as we can egos and things like that behind and realize that everyone's a, a, a part of this puzzle. And if we really let one thing go down the drain, that's kind of like that will become a weak link and we won't have that thing anymore. And then there'll be other things that will fall by the wayside. What do you think about that, Leslie? Yeah, you know, so, so I think one of the things that we can do, too, and, and we deal with that, we've dealt with that in, here in our state since we've even uh, gotten started. And it's funny because now we're starting to see a lot of softening. Um, we've got a lot of, you know, every gun shop in the state pretty much knows who we are now. Um, a lot of the big gun organizations here have started to really develop a respect for us. Um, and a lot of it has to be that you don't stop and you don't care what they say about you. You keep moving forward and you close your ears and you open your eyes and you just go. And I'm really good at doing that. But the other thing is, too, is that, is that any, any cause-based uh um, issue like we have right now with gun rights is that people tend to just be online. People need to step off the internet and get out in person. And that's one of the most beautiful things that I think I've seen happen since Rally for Our Rights has started is that we actually get hundreds of these people who are like-minded who will maybe will argue online. We get them out together in the streets protesting for their rights and they make friends. I mean, I've had some parties at my house since this has all started. Jason knows. <laughs> it's been fun. Um, but it's we're, we're, we're creating a com we have to create communities offline now. We have to start creating those communities in person. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good point. We'll stop fighting. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point. We actually need to communicate with each other, see each other, maybe shooting on the range, uh, you know, meeting up at the gun store or having, you know, getting out there and protesting, like you said, in the streets. We need to do it old school where you actually have to see a guy and look him in the eye and shake his hand and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah, you do. You do. And without that personal without that personal touch, you know, it, it, it's pretty hard. People don't there's when you're online, there's that anonymity of, of of everyone and there's no personal personal touch to it. But when you actually bring people out together, you, you start to make some waves. Yeah, that go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Because uh, when I, I was being attacked. I, they attacked me all online, all online. You're terrible. You're this and that. Uh, I said, all right, let's have a meeting of everybody that has a problem with me in the range. 
and half of them didn't show up and the other half did. Now I'm standing there. I'm like, all right, let's start talking. It was a lot different of a conversation than bashing me and I was such a bastard and all the other stuff. And this um, it was a people, lot different. Now there was still one guy in there. He just he he just was relentless. Are these your neighbors? And also, so go figure that. But uh, yeah. are they the neighbors of the range? Thing? What's that? Are they the neighbors to the range? Uh, no, one guy was two and a half miles away. So what's his problem? Uh, neighbors shoot, and they actually come over and shoot at my place. I have a very good relationship with everybody. I think there's some people that just have a problem with the range being there, right? They don't really know anything about it. They're not. It's no. just they have some kind of philosophical well, problem on the range to see the range and actually walk through and show them everything. Mm-hmm. That guy, he lives two and a half miles away, the opposite direction. Said bullets are whizzing over his house. <laughs> I said, well, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. But how do you? country there's always bullets whizzing over your house sorry it's not from me i can tell you that because uh, well, everyone well, his neighbors shot around him hank how about your neighbor that says that stuff was flying <laughs> over his house too remember that oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah people always say that okay. <laughs> yeah well, um, if, if, if it was really flying over his house it wouldn't miss his house oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh joshua manning has invited me to come out to southwest georgia he says a few hours north of me uh it will be your new home away from home okay thanks thanks for that invitation we'll we'll get that worked out at some point okay listen i, I think it's nine o'clock already we should probably already like start wrapping it up and all that um let me see i'm going to go through everyone and uh and give everyone a chance here to uh kind of get your plugs in for stuff. Uh, Trey, uh, what do you want folks out there to know about before we get out of here? Uh, Aries Farms Training, Leesburg, Florida, 352-321-8102. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. You can email me also at ariesfarmstraining at yahoo.com. I have some stuff coming up in the pipeline in March. I'll talk more about that in detail later on. But uh, guys, come out, shoot, have some fun. You know, we're long distance range. We like to shoot friendly environment, family friendly environment. We like to bring out your children and try to help you out. Um, hit me up anytime. I love to see you guys out there. Richard, Richard's been out there. Uh-uh-uh. So you guys need to step up to the plate. Yeah. Uh, give me a call if you have any questions. Absolutely. Very cool. Okay. Let's see. Let's go to uh, Jason. Yeah. I, all I can say is I, I want people to come uh, check us out at rallyforourrights.com. I want gun owners to get out from behind the keyboard, get active, get involved, uh, get engaged. And, uh, you know, we have 100 million gun owners. If only, um, you know, 3 million of them got up and spoke out, we'd have a completely different landscape right now as far as the Second Amendment is concerned. So check us out on Rally for Our Rights. Um, Join us. We've had people uh, uh, start to communicate with us from other states now. So. Uh, the bigger we get, the better, um, and we can start uh, affecting change around here and uh, preserve our rights. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Okay, Leslie, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks to both of you guys for coming on. Actually, thanks to everyone for coming on. But Leslie, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone else. Yeah. So, uh, Leslie, what what do you want the folks out there to know, and what can they do to support you guys? Yeah, so I guess I'll I'll emphasize again the billboard campaign that we're doing. If you're interested in donating towards that, you can just, we have all the information on rallyforourrights.com. It's a big, big billboard right there on the homepage. You can just click through. There's a GoFundMe, donate right to us either way. Um, 
But, you know, again, I, I just I just want to emphasize that right right now is we can't be quiet right now. I don't care if you're I don't care who you are, left, right, middle, libertarian, gay, straight. I really don't care. Right now is the time that gun owners. Oh, I guess that doesn't come across. Not just gun owners, but those who um, support the right, the right to keep and bear arms, even if you don't own guns. But right now is the time to speak up and and not be afraid of this the people who are around you claiming that you're a horrible person. The more that we stand up and we show that we're not, that we're your, 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 your family and your friends and your coworkers and your um, neighbors, the more people will realize that, that we're just normal average people. So stand up, don't be afraid. Um, find out about rallyforourrights.com. Um, we Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whole nine yards. There's a page on there called get, get connected. We have a private Facebook group. If you're in Colorado, please definitely get connected. If you're in other States also get connected because we've had, we've got seven other States right now we're working on moving to. So yeah. And I thank you for the time to come on and have this great conversation tonight. Oh, you guys are very welcome. Okay. So last but not least, Walter J. Hey. Keller. There you go. The I quietest even... one here all night. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Walter, what's going on with <laughs> no, you? I know no. you've got. I know you've got the new part. You can absolutely show that off here in whatever yep, time. Yep. Run new people stock, down through. For those folks quick. that are familiar with the street bog from Grand Power, looks good. Got a new stock for it. Let me close awesome. it all away. Boom. That's the regular I stock. For those so folks sweet. that have a pistol and don't want to do the SBR thing, that's we have a tail hook, tail hook version too. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. um, this stuff's all going to be at the SHOT Show, and then after SHOT Show, we'll start making things and selling things. So um, it's only a week and a half or so till SHOT, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, Walter and I are going to make a, a detailed video yeah, we, on this that we're going right, to Right, yeah, up. we'll do some more stuff that'll be out um, with Hank, and uh, yeah, and we'll shoot, and you get to see it work. Yeah, that and I show got. me my knife one more again. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I know I'll see it tomorrow, but. Is this like a conjugal, just, a conjugal yeah, visit? Yeah, let me just see my knife with my own eyes. Look at there. Nice, love it. Microtech, he's joining the, he's joining the club. Yeah. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. We, we did, did some, some wheeling, we did some wheeling and dealing and, uh, and horse trading today. Can you still trade horses? Uh, and, um, I hope so. so. Unless someone made it illegal. Depends on how old it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, the old ones go to the glue glue factory. Uh, but uh, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. My dad used to ride the when he was a kid in Rockford, Illinois. They had a glue factory, and they used to jump and climb into the corral and ride the horses. Yeah, I think we have horse-free glue nowadays, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yeah, <laughs> we'll send it to the French, and they can eat them. Okay, yeah. anyways. <laughs> okay, <laughs> awesome. Thanks. Listen, I want to thank uh, Rally for Our Rights. Am I getting it right, guys? Rally for Our Got Rights. It. Yes, I want to thank Rally. Y'all are on Instagram like that, correct? Yeah. Or Facebook. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Absolutely. I want to encourage everyone, go look for Rally for Our Rights on Instagram, Facebook, uh, rallyforourrights.com. Uh, support these guys, whether you're in Colorado, outside of Colorado, get in touch with them. If you want them to open up a chapter, I think Leslie said you're in six or seven other places, states. All right. Oh, somebody, somebody's ringing the doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the signal that it's time to go. All right, listen, we are out of here. Have a great, safe weekend, everyone. Thanks, everyone in the chat. We'll see you guys uh, next week. We are out of here. Peace.